I miss coming back home, long day, being able to come back in front of my microphone, talk about sports, video games, stuff like that, miss podcast, miss being here, back home, week long worth of uh, just mourning and stuff like that, some 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 stuff happened, I, I addressed it in, a, in, in, in the previous podcast, I want to kind of move on. Move on, move forward While reflecting on the past Proudly, I will say From now on I am 24 This is my podcast 24th podcast The best video gaming and sports podcast On the entire internet Today, ladies and gentlemen I got a packed show for you today Packed Packed show, trickle in, as Dr. Disrespect would say, trickle in, trickle in, come, 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 trickle in. Big show for you today. I've been playing a lot of, uh, what have I been playing? I've been playing uh, the new Dragon Ball Z game, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Great game. Want to talk about that a little bit uh, during this podcast. I also got, what else do I got? I got some, Aust- not Austin Rivers, what's his face? Philip Rivers. I got some stuff about him. I got some stupid Las Vegas Raiders crap that I got to address as well. Again, I'm, but pause, pause the music. Want to make something completely and utterly clear about this podcast. I have already made a podcast talking about Kobe Bryant as to the best of my ability. So for anyone who thinks I'm disrespecting him in any way, shape, or form, that is not the case. Listen to literally the podcast before this one, and you will have the full context. I want to make sure that everybody understands not being disrespectful by using 24. Not even not even close. Not even close. I don't want anyone to pin that on me. But before he his passing, I went by 24. After his passing, I will continue to go by 24. And I will represent the number of 24 with extreme grace, passion, and mamba mentality. It's just that simple. Before anyone tries to jump down my throat and say that I can't use this number. Play it up. Play it louder. Just a little bit. Got a lot of stuff to talk about today, so that's that's kind of why I want I want people to I want people to understand that I want people to understand that first and foremost. I want everybody to understand not being disrespectful, not jumping on the the bandwagon. I don't don't do this for money, don't do this for fame. I do it because I love it. 
I feel like I shouldn't have to address that, but it's just, it's just, you, you never know with stuff like that these days. You know, you know, people will take offense to anything, don't want to be offensive, not, not coming out here to try and be offensive and stuff like that. But, you know, can't please everybody. Let's move on. Whole lot of stuff. Whole lot of stuff today. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. What the hell was I talking about? Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Philip Rivers. Raiders. Some Dak Prescott stuff. Some Dallas Cowboys stuff. Trust me, ladies and gentlemen. Pack show today. We're playing in it back West Coast style right here, ladies and gentlemen. On 24th podcast. Calling big shots on the scene, major packing hundreds in my drawers. Fuck the law, bitches. I fuck with a pass, and I'm living rough and raw. Catching cases at a fast rate, rolling in the fast lane. Hustle till the morning, never stop until the cash came. Live my life as a thug, nigga, until the day I die. Live my life as a boss player, cause even getting hot. These niggas got me tossing shit, I put the top down. Now it's time to floss my shit. Keep your head up, nigga, make these motherfuckers suffer. Up in the bins, burning rubber. The money is mandatory. God, I love me some Tupac. Can't go wrong playing Tupac. All right, let's let's get back into the podcast. Let's get back. So, <clears throat> first and foremost, I want to address something really, really quickly. What was I going to address? I don't know. I was like, how was I going to start? Oh yeah, let's let's start let's start talking some shit here because that's what I'm really, really good at talking shit. If I'm honest with you, and that's that's what I'm pretty exceptional at. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, the official move, they officially moved uh, January 22nd, 2020 to, to Vegas. And, you know, everybody's been telling me the, the Las Vegas Raiders, they are a international brand. They're a brand and they're, they're, uh, they're a brand and they can, you know, they go from East Coast to West Coast and blah, blah, blah. But nobody knows about the culture. Nobody knows, right? Nobody knows about the culture. Because, see, the Raiders, they only work in specific areas, right? Like, I feel like if they moved the Raiders to New York, for example, I think that that would work out pretty well. I think a lot of people would go to the football games. I think if they had moved them to San Antonio, and you've heard me talk about San, the move to San Antonio a lot on the podcast. I'm, I'm like, I think the Raiders, I think San Antonio would have been a great third home for the for the Raiders. I thought that the Oakland Raiders, I thought that Oakland would have been the first and the second best home for the uh, for for the Raiders. But seeing as how you know the the NFL, they don't care about the fans. They, you know, they move them from Oakland to Vegas. I'm like that was a dumb move, San Antonio. Then New York. But if you have to, but why do you have to move the Raiders to begin with? I don't know. But they officially moved on Friday. And I've been talking about this for the past couple of weeks. I don't know if you've been following the podcast. Talking about this for the last couple of weeks. I've been saying, hey, I don't like this move that the Las Vegas Raiders made. I don't like it at all. Because you're screwing over the fans one way. You're screwing them over by not having the Oakland Raiders play in Oakland for a full-on month. I think in October, then you had the final two games of the season not be played in Oakland. And the worst thing is they lost the final game in Oakland badly. I might add, they were up like 16 points. I think going into the fourth quarter or something like that. And they found a way to screw it up. People were throwing shit on the field. And on top of that, people were, players were getting booed. Derek Carr got booed. I I forgot. What was his name? Uh, 
Colin Farrell or whatever his name, one of the their first round D linemen, pretty much had to strip down in his clothes, gave his jersey and I think even his cleats to one of the fans, and that and he didn't get stuff thrown at him. He got mad respect. Raider fans are pissed off. I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off for the Raider fans. I'm not even an Oakland Raider. I'm pissed off. So Raider fans are pissed off. I'm pissed off. I thought that the move was horrible, and they went ahead with it, and that was their big that was their big announcement. They were like big announcement Friday, Friday, be there Friday, Friday, Friday for the Oakland Raiders. Big announcement. We're moving to Las Vegas. What? Like that was the big move. I looked at the stadium. I've been I've been doing some research and stuff like that on the stadium. I was like. Yeah, that stadium, it, it looks it looks nice. It looks good. It looks good. I would say it looks good enough to play in. In six, seven, eight months, whenever they got to play in it. They want to have a Super Bowl. They, they like to have Super Bowls in all of these new stadiums, right? In all of these new stadiums, they like to have Super Bowls in them. So they like to have Super Bowls in... Uh, in, uh, in that, that's not... Excuse me. That's why they had a Super Bowl in Minnesota a couple of years ago. Uh, the Patriots versus who did they play against? The Eagles. Patriots versus Eagles. They had a Super Bowl in. Um, they're they're having a Super Bowl in Miami because it's Miami. Let me check out the Super Bowl schedule. They're they're gonna have a Super Bowl by the way in the next coming years, in um in Las Vegas and in Los Angeles. Let me just check Super Bowl location. For the next couple of years. So the Mercedes. Oh yeah. In Atlanta they had the Super Bowl last year. The Atlanta Super Bowl was a new super. Uh, was a new Superdome. Or not a Superdome. Excuse me. Um, it was a new super. What, what? Not a super. What What was it called? The Atlanta one. The Atlanta. The Mercedes-Benz Stadium. That was a new location as well. I'm thinking about the. I'm talking. I'm trying to talk about the Superdome. It was not the Superdome. It was the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. They had it in AT&T Stadium as well when that was built. Let me take a look at some of these locations. So next year, they're going to have it in Tampa. The year uh, the year after that, they're going to have it in Los Angeles. And the year after that, in 2023, they're going to have it in Glendale slash Phoenix. And then the six year, six years, I, I I don't know where the fuck what in 2024, not six years, excuse me, in 2024, uh, they're gonna have it in New Orleans again. So there you go. If you're wondering, wait, who was that? I thought that was Dak. Why was Dak on that on that advertisement that I just saw? Oh, it's because he's interviewing. He's getting interviewed. Oh, I gotta listen. I got to listen to this. I gotta listen. It's two minutes. I didn't even know. I, I listen. Should I listen to it on the podcast? I gotta listen to it. I gotta listen to it. I, I, I gotta listen. Let me try and find it. Let me try and find it. Hold on. Because I haven't heard a peep from Dak Prescott in like a month. Really. I mean, since the Dallas Cowboys were out. Hold on. How is it that I can find it on this website? Let me, let me type in. Because it's with the NFL Network. He's there for the for um what's what's it called <clears throat> for the Super Bowl? 
Yeah, I can't find it. Let me let me uh let me do this. Let me let me play it on the podcast here. Hold on. Let me put on my headset. Uh, there you go. Bang. Here we go. Sparky, right? Like we never want anybody in our division to win it. And then in our conference, do we really want someone? Do you want somebody on the AFC side, or is it somebody that you played against? Do you have buddies on a certain team? Do you have a team that you'd like to see win the Super Bowl? I don't. I mean, I, I know guys on both teams. Uh, there's not necessarily one team that, that means more. Uh, as long, if it's not the Dallas Cowboys, we don't want anybody to ever win it, do we? Exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hear you. I selfish hear you. when it comes to that. I just so. never wanted anybody in the NFC to win, and I'm like, forget the guys that I play against. Right. If, if it's anybody, let it be somebody on the other side. Uh, let them tie. Let them tie. This season, but, yeah. I mean, we watched them. We've seen the Niners' defense. Very- Hold on. Pause it. This guy, one of the interviewers, this is the guy, by the way, I think that said that he was – he was worried about Deshaun Watson at the beginning of the season because Deshaun Watson in the preseason was taking a bunch of hits because his offensive line stunk and his guys couldn't get open. And he's like, I'm worried. It wasn't Kurt Warner. It was, I think, this other guy. He was talking to him. He was talking about how I'm worried for Deshaun Watson. He holds on to the football. Turns out his offensive line sucks and his guys can't get open without him taking shots. It's how he won. By the way, it's how he beat the Bills in Houston. It's how he wins a lot of his football games. He had to get kicked in the face. I refer to you in that tape against the Oakland Raiders. Now, going on to this guy I, I don't know what he's trying to prove out here but he's in like he's in a vest and an undershirt shirt but he's cut off the sleeves of the vest so now he's pretty much wearing like a tank top but it's a vest and an undershirt poor fashion choice by the nfl network newsman dominant you also got patrick mahomes and poor choice dominant who do you think going into sunday's game has the advantage i mean people talk about the niners defense uh and that pass rush and i think anytime as a quarterback as we know when you can get home with those front four uh you've got a chance so uh defense wins championships right so uh i'm gonna go what? there i'm gonna go what? Try some- <laughs> <laughs> stop, stop the press defense wins championships all right that's the, the, the niners ran the ball eight times oh i mean okay. threw the ball eight times right, last don't game. Remind. oh 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 that's already making that's already making his plea to be an on-air broadcaster for the NFL Network, for Fox. He could take over Troy Aikman's space if he retires, or Tony's. We already got two Cowboys in the booth. I'm thinking Dak wants to be a third. Uh-oh, watch out, watch out. Technically, Don Meredith, he was, an, he was a, a play-by-play announcer as well. I think he did a Super Bowl as well. And so that's, Dak wants to be four. He wants to be the four. Me. As a quarterback, <laughs> okay. I want to throw the ball. I want to score all the points, but I, <laughs> exactly we know what wins it. So, uh, so, uh, I'm gonna go there. Yeah. So, as a quarterback, when you know you got a front four like the San Francisco 49ers, yeah. what's your mindset going into the game? Yeah, get the ball out. Uh, get the ball out and make those guys get frustrated. Uh, they're trying to get back there. When they get back there, the ball's going. Now they got they got to go chase that uh, that that back or that receiver down. They get frustrated. Um, at that point, we get to do what we want. We get to run the ball. Uh, we get to dictate it. What do you do on Super Bowl Sunday? I remember when I was playing, I went to one Super Bowl and watched from the stands, and I was the most miserable human being <laughs> that my wife had ever seen. And so I vowed I would never go to another one when I was playing. Do you go? Do you enjoy it? Do you sit at home and watch it? Do you not even watch it because you're not it? What do you do on Super Bowl Sunday? Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely won't go. I went last year. Um, I probably was like you were very miserable. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it at all. Um, this year I'll be, at, I'll be at home by that time, and I don't know if it'll be on. I'm sure by the time the half to, uh, halftime show, Shakira and J-Lo comes on, I'll be focused. <laughs> but uh, the game, I don't care too much about it. Okay, well, I, so you give us a prediction. We're analysts. We yeah. have to do yeah, this. We, we have to pick a Come team on. to win. Can you give us one before you go? Skull. 
Uh, I'm going to go Niners. Niners. Uh, yeah, Niners. I uh, can't give a score. Uh, I think it'll be a great game. I'm excited for it. All right. There you hear it. All from Dak Prescott. We appreciate you being here with us, man. Yeah, thank you. You know what that sounds like to me? A 35 to $36 million quarterback to me, Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. Everybody asked me a question. They asked me, 24, why do you like Dak Prescott so much? Why do you like Dak Prescott? Because you don't see what I see, and I try and reiterate what I see about Dak. Don't worry, I'll talk about Dak Prescott. But you don't see what I see. And everybody's throwing, everybody's trading stocks, right? Every, you know, some people, I remember Colin Cowherd, he likes to use uh, investment and, uh, analogies when he's, you know, when he's comparing and, com- and contrasting some things. I like to do that as well because I took it from him, and it's super easy for people to understand. Everybody's trading stocks. Everybody's selling all their DAC socks, stocks. Excuse me. He's getting, you know, he's kind of becoming one of those assets that people are starting to devalue, so to speak. And a lot of people are starting to say, you know what, Dak Prescott, he's not a very good quarterback. I'm trading all my stocks. I'm getting out. I'm buying all that Carson Wentz stock. I want Carson Wentz money. I want Carson Wentz. He's my quarterback. I'm like, okay. Okay. All right, let me take off my chain because I can already hear it clanking. But everybody's take, everybody's telling me, sell your Dak Prescott stock, trade it in, trade it all, get it all the way. He's becoming undervalued. I got, I got, I trust me. I got something for those people who are talking about trading Dak Prescott stock. But before I go on that, let me talk about Philip Rivers for two seconds here. So Philip Rivers is, uh, I, I predicted this early on in the season, not even early on in the season. I think I predicted this a couple of weeks ago. I was like, I heard that Philip Rivers, he has to drive from home to the practice facility, which is an hour away. I wasn't 100% right. He is driven from, <laughs> he is, it, I, I'm not making this stuff up. He's driven from his home to the practice facility. Apparently he converted a van from being a van to now it's a film room on the road. So as he is being driven from, and that makes a lot more sense. I'm like, Jesus Christ, he's got to drive himself. That's terrible. Then I, then, then it came out, oh wait, no, he's not a normal person. He's an NFL football quarterback who's played for almost 20 plus years. He doesn't need to drive. He can be driven. I'm a, excuse me, I'm a normal person. I don't have millions upon millions of dollars in the bank. So he is driven from his house to the practice facility, and in between, he's watching tape. And that's what he did. That's the commute that he did. And um, there are certain NFL players that have jobs that, you know, they play in different cities and their family lives here. And I think Tom Brady's kid, one of his kids goes to uh, a school in New York or something. Like that. Tom Brady is, is he's, not, he's, not, he's almost out of the league. He, he's almost out of the league. Drew Breer, oh my God. Drew Pearson? Jesus Christ, what am I doing? Drew Brees, sorry. His kids, I think they go to school in uh, in New Orleans, right? So certain, in a, I, I, I don't know, but I'm just, I, like some of this stuff, like I don't know, I'm assuming some of this stuff, right? I don't know, I'm just assuming, right? But I know that like Tom Brady, because I think he mentioned it or somebody else mentioned it, that one of his kids, they go, and this is when Tom Brady, because some I don't want people to think I'm a freaking creep or whatever, but... This is when Tom, <clears throat> excuse me, when Tom Brady 
was uh when was like he sold his house in Connecticut or he bought a house in Connecticut and people were talking about where his kids they go to school because that's a huge impact on people's lives and careers like where your family lives and stuff like that usually determines where you're going to go so they were talking about Tom Brady point is he he like some people thought he he may play in New York some people thought that he may retire whatever I don't know what I know about uh, Philip Rivers is that he moved to Florida. He moved his whole family out to Florida to be with his family. So, because his family is from Florida or he has family, he has a lot of family in Florida and that will probably be where Philip Rivers plays. And I think the Chargers are now open for business for getting and recruiting Tom Brady to the LA Chargers. I think they'll get an upgrade depending on whether or not they can keep Melvin Gordon that division is super suspect. They got the Broncos. They got the Raiders. I think, depending on how good the Chargers... And they got Melvin Gordon in... in not Melvin Gordon. Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. So I'm like, all Tom really has to do is not turn the football over. How many interceptions did Phillip Rivers have this season? It was like in the 20s. He had 20. We had 20 touch, 23 touchdowns, 20 interceptions. And it's like all Tom has to do is not do that, not turn the football over 20 times. And I think they're a playoff team. I think they're a, a playoff team. I think they're in great position to, I don't want to say take over the division, but definitely compete in the AFC. Probably as a wild card. I think Kansas City will probably win their division again. But as a high wild card, it's like, you know, you're going to win. Uh, with with Tom and Anthony Lynn, I think you're probably going to win maybe like 10, easily 10 games. I don't know their schedule though. So their, their schedule could be hard. It could be easy, but I, like, I would say you're going to win easily like t- 10 games. Now with Phillip Rivers and the Buccaneers, I think you just made a lateral move. If you, if you, let's say he, he go, let's say best case scenario for him, Phillip Rivers you're going to move laterally, right, from Jameis Winston to Phillip Rivers because their their numbers are pretty identical. Uh, they both have over 4,500 yards. They have like 60-something percent. What, what are Winston's numbers, his specific numbers? Let me pull it up. Jameis Winston, yeah, he has 60% completion percentage. He has 33 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, 84.3 passer rating, 88.5 pass rating for Philip Rivers. Yeah, I mean, they're identical. Their yards are 4,615 for Philip Rivers, 5,109 for Jameis Winston. Pretty identical stats, pretty identical numbers, except for the completion percentage and the yards. But uh, you're moving laterally. Uh, I, I would get a damn quarterback. How about that? Get a damn quarterback. Actually draft a damn quarterback. That's what I would do. And I already see, let me write this down, because I already see a lot of people fucking up their mock, their, their mock drafts, if I'm honest with you. I already saw it. I already saw a lot of people talk about their mock draft and, uh, and, and stuff like that. Hold on, let me write this guy's name down, because already I'm, I'm already getting irked here. Anyways. So, Jameis Winston... You're moving laterally from him to to Philip Rivers. Get a damn quarterback. Draft a damn quarterback. Like some teams, it's obvious. It's like, hey, 
The guy is right out in front of you. One of the, and I've been saying this for weeks. I'm like, one of these guys is going to fall to the, to the Patriots. And everybody's been laughing at me. Everybody's been saying, well, 24, you're wrong. 24, 24, 24. Like, I, I see you. I see you. I see people who are like, they're not going to get this guy. Do you want to know what Jalen Hurts' draft projection is right now? I think he's like a second-round draft pick. And some people, they... they I don't want to say that I don't want to be a jackass and say, well, people don't understand the draft and that's not how that works. But in reality, like I think people, they place different values on certain rounds in the draft. Right. So, and on top of that, on top of placing different values on different rounds in the draft, they place different placements. So if you're ranked one or two or three, it's like, listen, if this guy is going to be a franchise player, a franchise quarterback, a guy that for the next X years, 10 years, potentially minimum, is going to be your guy, not just that he's going to, like, it's great if you can find a top-tier talent in this league, Mitchell Trubisky is not going to last. He is not going, I don't know what the hell Chicago was thinking drafting Mitchell Trubisky, period, end of story. I don't give a damn what all of the quote-unquote experts are saying about Lamar Jackson and saying that he cannot last in this league. He is going to play in this league for the next 10 years because everybody wants to put their head in the sand and say, and not understand that he will become a better pocket passer moving forward. Period, end of story. Nobody gets that. Everybody wants to be a giant donkey on national television and get paid millions of dollars for it. But 24, I'm free. So I get to say whatever the hell I want to say, and I'm on the internet, so I can curse however I want to curse. Long story short, let me check a mock draft here. Long story short, people are already, like, I heard this guy come out of nowhere. Everybody's been talking about this guy. I think his name is Jordan Love. And I didn't see the Senior Bowl because it was this weekend. I got a lot of stuff going on. Great aunt passed. Kobe Bryant passed. I was traveling pretty much all day. Uh, Saturday, uh, not Saturday, Friday I was traveling. Sunday I was traveling. Thursday I was traveling. The only day that I was not traveling was Saturday. I had to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I'll talk about this damn airline for a second. But who, who's this is SB Nation. This is their college this is their draft, right? And I'm only going to talk about quarterbacks and some some key highlight players that I've been talking about. Cincinnati Bengals are going to draft Joe Burrow. What a surprise. I even talked about it. Washington, Chase Young. What a surprise, right? Then we're going to move down. Tua going to Miami. Finally, a draft that gets it right. Justin Herbert to the Los Angeles Chargers. Thank you. Thank you. Because you would be... Thank you. I love you, SB Nation. Oh, my God. I love you so much, Thank you, SB Nation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My God, I cannot tell you how many mock drafts I have seen this, like, in the past couple of days that have not had Justin Herbert be drafted by any of these teams within the top 10. I'm like, you do realize he's a top 10 draft pick, right? And they're talking about this guy, Justin Love, and they're saying, well, he didn't have some of the starters on offensive line. I don't give a damn who had a better, who had a better year. Justin Herbert did. Let me, let me look up one of these mock drafts. Let me, let me look up one of these mock drafts, man. Cause, damn, these things, they give, they give me, they, they irk me. They irk me, man. They really do. Okay, here we go. Let me let me find Herbert. Let me find him. So they they're gonna draft a tackle. This is the NFL's mock draft, right? Jedrick 
Wills from Alabama, a tackle, a right tackle. That's who they're going to draft, right? Instead of a damn quarterback. And I'm like, you know, you would think people would under, would, would like, what's the word I'm looking for? Hold on. And, and this isn't a good highlight play, right? Let me, let me look it up. So, okay, there he is. He gets on the outside. That's not a good block. That's not a good. I'm like, they're showing his, they're showing his highlight tape. And I'm like, okay, 74. You can go on YouTube right now and find this clip. Four minutes, 41 seconds. They're highlighting him right now. He's supposed to block a DB, right? Bang. He doesn't block him. He doesn't block him at all. And he, and the guy finishes off the tackle. Bang. There it is. Finishes off the tackle. 29 of Michigan. Okay, great protection from the entirety of the offensive line. Where is he? 74. Hold on. Great inside protection. All right. All right. Let me kind of speed through this. Who drafts Herbert, though? Okay, so according to the NFL, they... Okay, so Jacksonville, they're not going to get him. Neither is Cleveland. The Jets, they don't need him. I like the Oakland Raiders getting C.D. Lamb. Okay, so they're going to get Jordan Love. What are what are his numbers exactly? What are what are his numbers? So everybody tells me in two thousand in two thousand you can't you can't look at his two thousand nineteen tape because he was missing a bunch of starters on the offensive line. Cool, fine. Let's check out his. Everybody's saying, well, you got to watch the year, but the year before you got to watch his tape. Okay, let's check out his tape from two years ago. I'm sick of this. Like, let me watch it. Let me figure out who this guy is. Because I know I, I didn't hear I didn't hear a damn thing about this guy. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> 64% completion percentage, 3,567 yards, 32 touchdowns, six. That was my phone. Sorry about that. Six interceptions, a passer rating of 158.3. Th- if you don't have, know any idea what that means, the, the significance, the relevance of that, that's a perfect passer rating, ladies and gentlemen. Let me find some of his highlights. Let me see what he... Apparently, he has a big arm. I think that's that's one of the archetypes that they gave him. 2018 highlights, because everybody's talking about his 2018 highlights. Okay, so here we go. Let me check him out. Can run the read option and he can run it pretty well. First play is a running play. Deep drop back, throws. It's a good ball. Oh my god, that's a that's a good ball. Alright. Bang. It's a pretty damn good ball as well. I'm watching, I'm not gonna lie to you. I've seen two passes from him. I'm like, you know, he, he, listen, he's getting clean pockets and he's getting a lot of time, a lot of space. Seriously? There you go. I'm like, rewind that bitch. Watching somebody else screen cap another video. Jordan Love throws down. All right. You know, pretty good ball. A lot of separation. Probably should have thrown it a little bit up the field, but you know it got. I, I liked. I like it when the ball gets from point A to point B and not point C. The i.e. the cornerback, right? There was a nice little screen, plenty of yards after the catch. Good blocks up the field by his offensive line. They get there, 
wide receiver just outruns everybody. All right. This is against Air Force, by the way. Is this it? He's just putting up a lot of numbers against Air Force. I don't know. He's going up against BYU. Rolls to his right. Yep, goes back across the field. Damn. That's a good damn ball. What he did on this play. Sorry, you can't. I know you can't listen to it, but he. But what he did on this play was he roll. He rolls to his left, right, right. It looks like it could be either. You know, he's he. he it looks like he could either be throwing it to his right, or he could be. Or he could be running it in, but it's covered pretty well by the defense, and he's pretty much on uh, like at the three yard line of the opposing team. But he understands. Oh, okay, it's covered. Let me go back to the other side of the football field where my running back is. And I'm like, as soon as he throws it, I'm like, he's got an arm. Everybody says talks about how you know. I, I think some some people were talking about Joe Burrow and how he doesn't have you know uh, arm strength or whatever. I don't know how people evaluate arm strength. I think arm strength is pretty overrated in the NFL, unless you're Patrick Mahomes. But the reality is, is that most like most arm strength, it, it doesn't really matter that much in the NFL. You're not really going to see a lot of guys under throwing the ball. What you're going to see is a lot of people being inaccurate, right? Which is why accuracy kind of matters a lot in the NFL, which is why having a high completion percentage matters a lot in the NFL. But I saw this dude, what's his name, Jordan Love? throw across his body to the left of the field and get plenty of air for his ride, uh, not for his wide receiver, for his running back to get under the ball, and he throws it in the end zone. Usually what quarterbacks do when they're throwing a cross body on this type of play, when they're throwing back to the other side of the football, it's a little bit short, but it's right on the money. It's right, and he doesn't even have his feet set. So he doesn't, like, he's throwing a little bit off balance, and it's a great throw, bang. Another great throw in the end zone. I know I'm watching his highlights, and I know I'm watching his best moments, but they're looking pretty nice. I also get that that some of them are... Eh, he also has some pretty good receivers, I'm not going to lie to you. Nice back shoulder catch by uh, by number one. I don't like to make a, val- a lot of evaluations just off of a tape. Off of like one one thing, pretty damn good ball. I'm like, I just saw him throw pretty into double coverage, a back shoulder fade. It was perfectly thrown. Another back shoulder fade, bang to number one again. It's perfectly thrown. And we, I mean, at least I know from watching this that he can throw the hell out of a back shoulder fade. Bang, bang. I mean, he's throwing back shoulder fades. He's throwing go routes. Get him, whoever number one is on Utah, get him number one. Their report is fantastic. Jesus Christ. I don't know if he's a first round draft pick. And I don't like saying, well, you got to evaluate him off of what he did last year over off of what he did this year. I mean, he had 20 interceptions uh, not 20, uh, 20 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. Like that's, that's not very good. He had less yards. I mean, he's playing in college. Number should be a little bit better than that. Com- considering that he had how many touchdowns? 32 to 20, 32 touchdowns two years ago to 20 this year and 17 interceptions this year comparatively to six, two years ago. 
So you're going to have to find him an offensive line, which I think the LA Chargers have. And um, apparently they could, like, everybody's going to be looking for the next Patrick Mahomes or somebody who plays like him. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't. I don't know how you can find another Patrick Mahomes. I think you just have to find a, a really, really nice, solid quarterback and figure it out from there. If you have, like, you don't have to have that dynamic ability of a Patrick Mahomes to be a great quarterback. Uh, and I refer to you, Drew Brees and Pat, not Patrick, uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, I don't really know what to take from this. I mean, we. I mean, all right, we we know he can score, and I know he can do a little bit of running and. But it's like, I can't really, without him, without seeing him in a full game, I don't really know what to take from what I'm watching right now. He's making some nice throws, but I don't have the full context of the game, which is what I kind of want to see. So I, I would still, because I'm, I don't know anything about him. I would, I like some of the throws, but I would still take, uh, I would still take Justin Herbert, but that was the the NFL's mock draft. They have Justin Herbert. They have Jordan Love at. I don't even know what what pick. It's the it's the Colt pick. Oh, and now that somebody's gonna draft Herbert. Yeah, I've seen some mock drafts without Justin Herbert in the first round. It's it's pretty ridiculous. <clears throat> and I'm like, that's and I've also seen nobody talk about Jalen Hurts either. Like, he's a second-round draft pick. I know he had a bad performance in the playoffs, and I think he needs probably another year in, um, like, sitting. By the way, it's um, it's Tampa that takes Herbert, which I would not be mad at that at all. I also like this guy from Wisconsin, Anthony Gordon, as well. I think he's a pretty good quarterback. I'm like, you know, maybe, like maybe he, had the, he had the second-most yards and I think the second-most touchdowns comparatively to, uh, to Joe Burrow. That, that's no lie about that. Like, second, he was great this year. Just saying, maybe somebody wants to draft Anthony Gordon. Just saying. Just saying. And it looks like Jalen Hurts is in a, uh, yeah, he's not He's not in the first round, according to the NFL's mock draft. Let me find Mel Kuyper's mock draft. By the way, I don't, I don't, what's the word I'm looking for? And, oh, my God, he has one point, he has 1.0 on his mock after this mock draft, I won't refer. I won't be referring to Mel Kuyper's mock draft at all. So I'm not necessarily somebody that watches Mel Kuyper's draft because I, I don't really find it that. I don't want to say accurate because it's super hard to predict draft picks and stuff like that. But sometimes I kind of just like I'm like, oh my god, man. Hold on, let me let me find his mock draft from when Deshaun Watson was drafted. So that way you can understand my frustration. Mel Kuyper, what was it? It was a 2017 draft. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is the final position. More than 750 draft prospects. Mitchell Trubisky, number one. Oh, no, he's talking about the quarterbacks. He had Deshaun Watson as as the third quarterback. Okay, all right. That makes sense. But what exactly was the positions? Oh, yeah, Deshaun Watson going in the top 10. Okay. Okay, I don't I, I don't get it. Okay. Let's move on. Bengals, 
still draft Burrow. Washington drafts Chase Young. Did I seriously have... Do I what? This is a premium article, so I have to sign in to ESPN Plus to get this fucking article. Well, now I'm not just... Well, now I'm not going to buy it. Excuse me. All right. I mean, listen, listen. Hey, 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 ESPN. ESPN. Hey, hey, ESPN. Quick tip. If you're going to put your shit on the internet and, and block me from being able to read your articles, make sure that other people don't report on your articles and show the actual selection of your of your freaking whatever you're called whatever the draft pick the, the the mock draft is so that way I can't get your information for free instead of subscribing to your horrible uh streaming service or ESPN plus. So what is it? So here's the top five picks. They're gonna have Tua going to the Dolphins, Chase Young going to to uh, the Washington team and Joe Burrow going to the Bengals, so that's pretty much what I, I can't I can't find anything else. I don't really care that much, but yeah, Justin Herbert. I, I keep saying this. I keep I keep saying this. One of these dudes is gonna fall, and it looks like Jalen Hurts, according to SB Nation, I don't think he's a part of the first rounder. Yeah, he's not. I don't think he's a first round draft pick. He's not. And I keep trying to tell people this. I keep trying to tell, like, one of these dudes, Anthony Gordon, Jalen Hurts, I don't even think they had Jordan Love, the guy that everybody's been hyping up. Jordan Love. I'm like, what? trust me when I say, like, Jordan Love kind of seems like a guy that, that everybody is, is hyping up. And I'm like, I saw his tape. I saw some of his throws. I saw his best throws. I'm like, he's a height. Like, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't draft him over Herbert. Right. Is he in the first round according to SB Nation? I love SB Nation. If you're wondering one of the sources that I use sometimes whenever I reference things, one of them is SB Nation. They do a great job on reporting on stuff. And they do a great job at analysis and stuff like that. And I kind of skimmed over it once. I'm going over it. I went over it twice. And now I'm going over it th- thrice. They do not have. They do. Going to the Patriots. And I'm like, okay. Alright. That actually... If he's... Alright. I'm like, if he's as good as everybody says he is... I kept on saying it. It's gonna be Herbert. It's gonna be... What's his face? Uh, What's his... uh, uh, Love. It's gonna be Jordan Love to the Patriots, apparently. I'm like... Alright. Alright. Everybody loves him. Everybody loves him. Alright. I just wanna be sure... Just want to be sure. Everybody keeps on telling me he's the guy. All right, he's the guy. Don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it if he stinks. Don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. We didn't see this coming. I didn't see it coming because I didn't know anything about Jordan Love. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Moving on. Talked about the Ravers. Talked about Philip Rivers. One guy I do want to talk about, Eli Manning. Eli Manning. Um, he, he is going to retire. Now, everybody is making the case either for him going into the Super Bowl or after him, or, or not after, but for him not going in the Super Bowl. 
Uh, two Super Bowl rings, two Super Bowl MVPs, beating two of the best teams of all time. Uh, Super Bowl record, Super uh, not Super Bowl record, excuse me. He, he he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame just by off of that merit alone. I know his his record is average, which is pretty ironic. Um, the Giants for the past couple of years were not very good, but it's it's a tough decision. And as a Dallas Cowboy, I, res- I respect Eli Manning. I respect what he did for that organization. I respect what he did for that football team. You beat the, the best team twice, man. You beat an undefeated team. You beat a team that didn't lose. How, how, do, how does that happen? Like, I think it's because he had a lot of lows. I think he had a lot of lows. He was pretty much Tony Romo, except if Tony Romo had actually won Super Bowls. That's pretty much what Eli Manning is. He isn't the prolific passer that Peyton was. He's not his dad. I got issues with Eli. I got a lot of issues with Eli Manning. But I, I think he's all a famer. I think he's all a famer. I don't think it's... I, I think it's close. He may or may not get in. I think he's going to get in because everybody likes him. Um, that yes, that is a reason to get into the to the Hall of Fame nowadays because everybody you know you got to be somebody. It, it, the, the Hall of Fame is so stupid. It's it's like everybody freaking sounds like they got they're on their menstrual cycle when they when they have uh, when when they vote for people to go into the Hall of Fame. Well, you know I don't like this guy, you know because he wore eighty eight. You know, he played for the Dallas Cowboys, and you know that we already have two Cowboys and stuff like that. in in the in, you know in the uh, in the Hall of Fame, we're gonna have two Cowboys in the Hall of Fame. We're gonna elect two Cowboys in the Hall of Fame already. You know, he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. You know, it's like you know, put put your tampons in, ladies, and 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 grow some freaking testicles and get your balls back and start voting like they actually deserve it. I don't give a damn if if they had two Cowboys in. You put a third one in. I don't care if they got three wide receivers in. You put a third one in but everybody wants to have these special uh snowflake these special like oh my god you know we gotta we gotta have these and by snowflake i mean special like these special you know we gotta we gotta be special we gotta show people how smart we are we gotta show people how intelligent we are hey let's just not have one of the all decade teams one, one a guy that was on one of the all decade teams in the 1970s the first team all decade drew pearson wide receiver of the dallas cowboys a part of the 1970 dynasty with roger Staubach and uh and uh and and tony dorsett and and Tom Landry and Je- and Gal or Joe, Glenn, I forgot his brand name, but Brant, you know who I'm talking about. Those guys. Let's not him on on the freaking uh, Hall of Fame because we we just don't care. We're lazy and we don't care. Let's not have him. Point being, um, I wouldn't hold my breath if you're against him being in the in the Hall of Fame. I wouldn't hold your breath. If you are for him being in the Hall of Fame, either way, I don't care. Uh, at this point, I think his record speaks for himself. I think his numbers speak for himself. Same thing goes with Drew Pearson. Um, if I mean, I feel like most people. I feel like if you didn't vote for Drew Pearson to be in the Hall of Fame, you should probably have all of your credentials be revoked. You should probably get kicked out of football because you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Saying Drew Pearson isn't a Hall of Famer, give me a freaking break. I'm still pissed off, and that happened like three weeks ago. But yeah, Eli Manning retiring, sad. Um, I, 
I, I don't know. I don't know. If you're a Giants fan and you got Jason Garrett, man, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Talk about getting swept by the Cowboys for the for four years in a row. Oh, my God. It's going to be it's gonna suck to be a Giants fan. First, you draft Daniel Jones. Turns out to be a little bit better than we all thought he was. I thought he was going to be an absolute dumpster fire. Turns out he's actually pretty good. His touchdown interception ratio was like 24 to 12, I think. Except against the Cowboys. That's when he really stunk it up. Yeah, 24 to 12. 2 to 1. A lot of touchdowns. A lot of interceptions. Yards. Pretty decent. 3,027 for a rookie. Playing on a rebuilding team. 87.7 passer rating. 61% completion percentage. You'll take that. He had five touchdowns against, against Washington. He had one against the Cowboys. So, I mean... He did fumble a couple of times against the Cowboys, but, you know. As a rookie, he did okay. He did okay. Speaking of somebody not doing okay, let's talk about... Let's talk about Bill O'Brien a couple of minutes. So, actually, I got a clip for you today that I want to play you. Got a clip. So this is from a reporter from the Houston Chronicles on the Rich Eisen show. On the Rich Eisen show, he John McClain, guy from Houston Chronicle, a uh, guy that knows his stuff, guy that a lot of people are talking about, guy that a lot of people trust. Talking about whether or not Bill O'Brien uh, is going to get fired. Here's John McClain, <coughs> excuse me, Houston Chronicle writer talking about Bill O'Brien is going to get fired. That was the the real head scratcher, John. How did that one sit with you? Well, it didn't sit well with anybody. What he said is we didn't have a great play there. And so I asked him after the game about it, asked him again, first question Monday. Right. He said, I'm not going to talk about specific decisions, but then he said some worked this year, some didn't. The week before against Buffalo, they had fourth and one. They ran a sneak with Deshaun Watson, it was stopped. The Bills responded by driving and kicking a field goal that forced overtime, so the failure on fourth and one could have kept them Hmm. from winning that game over the Bills. And they went up by four scores, but when he went for the fake punt, he said he wanted to be aggressive because he had to score 50 points, which was hyperbole at the time. And then but yet he wasn't aggressive on fourth and one. So I've never seen special teams rich in my 44 years of covering the NFL be involved in so many impactful plays. They score a touchdown on a block punt, recover a muff punt, six-yard touchdown drive. Then they have the 58-yard kickoff return that ignited the sea of red and got everybody to, to wake up and start getting behind the Chiefs, that led to a touchdown, then the fake fake punt led to a touchdown, and then a fumble on a kickoff return set up a touchdown. So I've never, that's five humongous plays by special teams. You never see that. So what's the ramifications? Uh, I mean, Deshaun Watson even said Bill O'Brien's the right guy for the job because I guess he is smart enough to sense what was coming or what was already brewing. There's, there's no there there, right, in Houston? 
No, Bill O'Brien's got three years left on the contract. He's a general manager without the title. He's under. He, he makes all the decisions, only answers to the McNairs. And there's a lot of talk about them hiring a general manager. Even if they did, O'Brien would still have all the power. And he's going to have the power as long as he's the head coach here. And I, people say, well, why wouldn't the McNairs fire him? And I'm sure their reasoning without talking to them would be, well, we've won the t- division four or five years. Yeah, we just I mean, won a second playoff game. we got to tweak the defense like we did the offense last year, and they need an overhaul on the defense. And they're not that far off. So I'm guessing that's what they're thinking. But people here are just livid that they're not firing O'Brien. For more of the... <clears throat> Didn't mean to play the full quote. Wanted to provide the context for you. Sorry if you could hearing me click like all the time during that freaking clip. I didn't mean to be so loud, but I was couldn't figure out how to like my. I have a Bluetooth keyboard. It got dis. Every single time I podcast, it gets disconnected, and I can't mute it via my my keyboard. Can I mute it via my actual keyboard? No, I can't. I can't. Like, oh my god. But yeah, long story short. Keyboard gets disconnected. It doesn't. It doesn't respond, and I can't mute and stuff like that. All right, long. That's that's the long story. That's the long story short. So, whenever I hear criticism of Bill O'Brien, it's like you know what? You know, yeah, he wins a lot of football games. You know, he, it, it's the Jason Garrett. It's Jason Garrett two point Jason Garrett two point right? And it, as a matter of fact, let me try and find another clip. Let me try and find another clip of of Jason of of Jason Bill Jason O'Brien. Oh my god. Here we go. Found it the exact same clip that I'm looking for. Is this a it's it's on Colin Cowherd's show. Hold on. I think this is it, right? I'm not tripping on this. What in eight minutes? No, no that, that's who, who they does, are. Who, how- Hold on, no, 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 no. Here it is. I think this is it. But the service isn't. It's kind of a mess. They kind of butcher your order. But most of the time, the food's pretty. I'm gonna fast forward through this. Good in Houston, but I don't like the optics of this team ever. I'll be honest. That was an all-time meltdown. We're kind of going soft because it's the Chiefs and we expect them to win. And because, quite frankly, we love... I'm going to go fa- I'm gonna do it faster because I'm trying to get to the part where I'm like, this is where they're talking about the, the four divisions. Sean Watson. Right. But if, we're, if any of those factors are not the case, the Texans would be getting crushed today. I think it's just kind of... A- faster. They're talking so slow right now. Like, how, how can they talk this slowly on, on three hours? I guess this is how they have a three-hour show, right? They're like, you know what? Let's just... Let's just talk like every five. Like, I, I have them literally going as fast as I can. And I can still understand every single word that they're saying right now. I'm like, I, I, sometimes I talk slow, but like, literally, it's like somebody just shot them with a tranquilizer dart to the face, like a horse tranquilizer d- dart to the face. And they just are just starting to go to sleep as they're talking. I should know. I've gone to sleep sometimes when I've been talking on the podcast. I know. So it's almost become normalized. And that's it. Bill O'Brien has won the division four of six times. Here we go. Here we go. Finally. Finally. Let's hear the reason why they should keep Bill O'Brien as a head coach. I think it's just kind of expected. So it's almost become normalized. Now that said, 
Bill O'Brien has won the division four of six times. I know. So you, it's, it's he's not, won two two playoff games. He also took Penn State over when they were in the middle of the Joe Paw stuff. Okay, 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 okay. So the common argument, and everybody, oh, everybody's so lazy with this. Oh my god, I cannot, I cannot believe this is that. That's as good as it gets when it comes to argumentation, right? Nowadays, it's like you know what this guy. He's and, and it's like. I cannot believe people, they do this, they make the same mistake. So, let's take a look. Taxon's record. Let's take a look. Because right. I, I think it's pretty fascinating. I, I like context, right? I, I, like to, I like to give context you know, when, when stuff is going on and things of that nature. So, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a context type of person. Uh, let me type in a couple more stuff into Google. And then we'll, you know, we'll we'll get the ball rolling, so to speak. All right, we'll, we'll get it, get it rolling. Okay, so let's address the context here. So everybody says, well, twenty-four. Bill O'Brien has won four of six divisions in the last couple of years. As a matter of fact, let me do my due diligence. Let me type in two more. If you're wondering what I'm doing, I'm typing in the Indianapolis Colts, their record, and I'm typing in the Jacksonville Jaguars, their record as well. Why am I doing this, you might ask? Well, I kind of just want to see when exactly Bill O'Brien and and the Tennessee Titans, I think I said that already. I want to see where Bill O'Brien hit his stride with Texas, you know, and who did he specifically do it against? Who did he get him? Who did he got him with, right? Exactly which guy, which teams, which, you know, which players, so. Out of the six seasons, when when was Bill O'Brien the Houston Texans head coach? He started in 2014, so he's been the head coach for the last four years. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you sure about that? Is ev- is everybody sure about four divisional champs? I'm only seeing three right now. Is that... Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold... Hold the fuck on right now. Hold on. Hold on. No way. There is no way... Everybody and their fucking mother is getting this wrong. There's no fucking way. Let me go let me go to ESPN. Where's ESPN? In fact, let me let me wiki this. Let me let me go let me go to Wikipedia. Okay. I, I I'm I'm pulling up three tabs here just just so just to just to make sure because maybe pro football reference is wrong on this. Maybe they're wrong on this. Let me make sure that pro football ref- reference isn't wrong on this. Maybe I'm tripping. Let me go to ESPN. Let me make sure I'm not the one that's at fault here. Teams be trip. People be tripping, man. I can't. I can't. I cannot believe this. I'm gonna go. ESPN does it stupid. They don't line it. I, I can't see each and every single season on one screen.
Okay, so two. When when did he go? Okay, so let me let me go to Wiki. Let me go to Wiki. Wikipedia, excuse me. Okay. Yes. 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 Okay. 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 That explains it. Okay. So. Okay. I'm like, did did everybody get this wrong? No. Pro Football Focus. Pro, excuse me. Pro Football Reference doesn't have it correct. Thank God. I'm like, did they get this wrong? I'm like, okay. No. Pro Football Focus. The reason why I was confused was they didn't count this year. They didn't count this year. They finished first in the division. They haven't updated it yet because the playoffs are still going on. They don't up- update stuff like this when the playoffs are going on, unfortunately. I'm like, you guys must be tripping. I'm like, did everybody get this wrong? Thank God I, I cross-referenced. It's pro football reference. They very, very rarely get stuff wrong, but they got it wrong on this one primarily because they, they didn't update their stats. So, whew, dodged the bullet there. I'm, I was about to go all in on everybody for saying that that he won for. Uh, four of four of the last couple of divisions. So Wikipedia actually has this beautifully posted up for me. I mean, they got it laid up right here, right now for me. So did he win it four times in the last six years? Yes. I mean, woo! Congratulations, you won it four of six years. Woo! That's awesome. Four of six years, you won the division. Check this out, right? Because I I love contacts. Uh, so in 2017. Let me make sure. Was Watson the... Yeah, he was the, the quarterback, but he got injured. So Watson's the quarterback in 2017. Want to know the record? Houston Texans. I know the record. By the way, this is after two consecutive seasons going to the uh, the playoffs. Want to know the record? 9-7. and 9-7, ladies and gentlemen. As a matter of fact, I don't even got to look at, I don't even got to pull up Andrew Luck. I was going to say some stuff about Andrew Luck. Maybe his numbers are better. They are not. But the year that they missed it was the year that they drafted Deshaun Watson and they went 4-12. and By the way, that same year was the year that Jacksonville was on a tear. 2017, the Saxon year, the Saxonville year, excuse me, the Blake Bortles, the, you know, we're going do with Jalen, with Jalen Ramsey. If you don't get that reference, he was at the ball, uh, not the Baltimore, the Jacksonville Jaguar stadium. He was like, we're going to the Super Bowl and we're going to win that bitch. And then he's like, the crowd was like, then they lost to the Patriots in the AFC championship game. And they haven't been anywhere close. They've been, uh, five and 11 and six and 10 since Duval little Duval was like, I'm living my best. Oh, nope. Never mind. (laughs) I got to play that song one more time. Cause I am living my damn best. I'm living my, I'm living my damn best life. Let me get, come on now. Come on now. You remember this song? I'm taking this all the way. I'm taking it all the way back to 2018. When he had a shot. When Lil Duval thought he had a shot. Oh, yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Come on. Check it on, check it out. Hey, hey, hey. Show what it's all about. Hey, hey, hey. Show what it's all about. You got a lot to be smiling. All right. 
So, after that 2017 season, uh, they they went nowhere. They 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 went nowhere. I mean, they're Jacksonville. They go nowhere. So, I mean, fuck me, man. Who who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars? You suck as an owner. Whoever you whoever owns the Jacksonville, you're like the freaking Raiders, man. Six and ten, five and eleven, ten and six, three and thirteen, five and eleven, three and thirteen, four and twelve, two and fourteen, five and eleven, eight and eight, seven and nine, five and eleven, eleven and five, eight and eight, twelve and four. They only have like five or six winning, like not winning, excuse me, ten plus win seasons since nineteen ninety five, since the team was founded. Whoever you are, and I'm clapping sarcastically, by the way, whoever you are as the Jacksonville Jaguar head coach, and not the the head coach as the owner, you suck. You deserve an award because of how much sucking you do in the freaking Jacksonville Jaguar arena. You should probably get, you should probably replace some of the hookers in that go in Jacksonville because you probably suck more than they do on an annual basis. Jacksonville is not smiling right now. All right, so. And the Colts. I got the Tennessee Titans. Not holy fuck. They are nine. They are a perpetual nine and seven. Nine and seven. Nine and seven. Nine and seven. Nine and seven for the past four fucking years. Then three and thirteen, two and fourteen. Let me check out the uh, the Colts. Seven and nine, ten and six, four and twelve, eight and eight, eight and eight, eleven and five. What I'm trying to say, ladies and gentlemen, this division sucks. It sucks fucking dick. I don't know why everybody says that the NFC East sucks dick and it's the worst division in the in the NFL. Listen, when you can go to the playoffs with nine and seven. Nine and seven, and I know that the fucking Eagles, well, they went nine and seven as well. But it's not that like yeah, Dallas went when they were ten and six. The Eagles they went when they were thirteen and three or something like that. Dallas went when I think they went the not the Dallas Cowboys. Eagles went when they were in twelve and four. Dallas went when, when they were thirteen and three. Like context, ladies and gentlemen. At least Dallas has fucking ten win seasons when they go to the playoffs. Oh wait, oh my god. Uh, Houston, they only they they didn't twenty four. They they had eleven and five and ten and six when they went to the playoffs. So everyone else in their division sucks. Everyone in their division sucks. Who's the quarterback of the Colts? Oh, Jacoby Brissett. Well, I thought he was going to be better. He apparently sucks. He sucks. I was like, he's going to get you know he's he may be good. Nope, he sucks. Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill, how long do you think that's going to last? Who the hell is the quarterback? It's Gardner Minshew. What? He's the quarterback for for uh, for Jacksonville. Six and ten, ladies and gentlemen. Five and eleven. What? That that's 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 the division that the Texans are playing in. It's like a worse version of the AFC East, and they're scraping by in it. Ten and six, ladies and gentlemen. Eleven and five. With a healthy Deshaun Watson. They got their butts whooped by the Colts badly last year, 21-7, and lost in that horrific fashion to the to the to the Chiefs this year, 51-31. I want my eyes were bleeding. If you watch the podcast with me, I literally turned the podcast off because I'm like, I'm watching this blowout. I love me some Patrick Mahomes. I cannot watch the Houston Texans play this badly this badly. I'm turning my damn TV off. 
And it was all orchestrated by that dude named Bill O'Brien. You're playing in a weak division, ladies and gentlemen. You are playing in one of the weakest divisions in all of football. You got to win football games if you if you have Deshaun Watson. You got to win football games. It's not that difficult. Some people want to make it difficult. It's not that difficult. I'm not impressed by his four of six. I'm not, oh, yeah, you win the division four of six. Yeah, but half the time you go nine and seven, and the other time the other teams have to suck donkey balls for you to do anything. And then you usually, and then they're like, oh, my God, he won two playoff games in six years. Really? You're going to hang your hat on that. Two playoff games in six years. How about this? How about he goes to the championship? He's, he's, he is following in that same track record as Jason Garrett, and people don't see it. I'm like, you don't see that this is a problem, that in six years he's only won two playoff games, and in six years he has been 9-7, and 9-7, 9-7, 4-12, and, seven, and, seven, and literally only two seasons where he's been good, 11-5 and five and 10-6. and six. Fire him. Fire him right now. Fire him. Fire him while you still got a chance to get Lincoln Riley and put him in with Deshaun Watson. Fire him before he... Fire him. Fire him, man. Fire him. And everybody... And, and it's funny. Everybody was like, you know, Deshaun Watson, he said Bill O'Brien is where he needs to be. Deshaun, what do, you, what do you want Deshaun Watson to say? We should fire him and get Lincoln Riley? That's not how you play quarterback. Playing quarterback doesn't mean that you play quarterback on the football field. Playing quarterback also means that you got to play the leader. That's exactly what Deshaun... He's not trying to disrupt the locker room and split it up. Let me tell you something, man. If you think he deserves a shot... If, not a shot, excuse me. If you, you think he deserves to be in Houston with Deshaun Watson, you must be tripping, man. Way too much time to do anything. And if you aren't going to fire him off of that, I was like, man... Jason Garrett deserves to be fired after what he did this season. There is no coach that deserves to lose his job more than Bill O'Brien. After what he did to Kansas City going up like 21 to 0 or 24 to 0. God damn. And then gets it literally gets outscored in a quarter. How does that happen? Somebody explain that one to me. He gets outscored in a quarter. In a quarter. I know it's Patrick Mahomes. I know it's it's Tyreek Hill in Kansas City in Kansas. But you must be tripping if you expect me to believe that that it was all Patrick Mahomes and not the mistakes of the Houston Texans, specifically in that coaching staff, deciding that we're gonna go for it on fourth and four and not fourth and one. You must be Koji tripping if you think. And then and then I heard somewhere else that he didn't have a play ready with Deshaun Watson. Well, god damn it, give it to four and see what he and tell Hayes give give him his favorite routes and say, Hey Deshaun, go bail us out of this situation that we put us ourselves in in Kansas City. I'm sick and tired of this BS. I'm sick and tired of it. You don't got a backup plan. Your backup plan should be your damn quarterback. It has back in the damn job description. He's got your back a quarter of the way. But Deshaun Watson's got your back all the way. It has. He's got your back. The damn quarterback. Oh, sweet Jesus. The fact that he is not fired yet. I'm so happy I'm not a Houston Texans fan. Because their owner is one of the worst owners I have ever seen in my entire life. One of the worst. You know, it's funny. I, I like I like looking up NFL players' track records. I got to do a podcast about 
how terrible some of these NFL owners are. I looked at Jacksonville's Jaguar uh, schedule, not schedule, their freaking schedule, not schedule, a uh, record for the past, for, for literally the entirety of the team's existence. You stink. You stink if you're a Jacksonville Jaguar fan. Your team stinks. Period. End of discussion. Six, and, I, I mean, I, I count how many 10 win seasons? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six 10 win seasons in 20. 25 years. I I'm not gonna lie to you. I might I may hang myself if I if I can't get my team to get, to get more than six 10 wins. And I think Dallas is close. I think Dallas is real close to being Jacksonville right now. Let me let me look up the Dallas Cowboys. I may take myself out back right now and hang myself if the Dallas Cowboys have some some type of foolishness type of record like that. Sweet baby G's. I mean I already know that there's three this decade or last de- decade technically. Hold on, I may be tra- talking way too much trash out here. Oh, thank goodness, I think they got it. Oh yeah, they they did, they did. Ten, but it's not. It's I'm like it's close, but it's very, it's very, very close. Ten of six, thirteen and three, twelve and four, eleven and five, thirteen and three, ten and six, ten and six, and then ten and six, and then twelve and four. So not by a lot. But it's not like they're going four and twelve and stuff like that. They had some really, really bad success in the early two thousands, five and eleven, five and eleven, five and eleven, three years in a row. Jesus Christ! And then six and ten. But then they started to get better. But then they had the three year stint with Jason Garrett, where they had eight and eights three consecutive years in a row. Then they finished it off with the abysmal eight and eight again. Thank God he's gone. Like you, you literally look at the Dallas Cowboys record on Pro Football Reference, and you literally look at. Like there's some highs in it with um with uh with Wade Phillips, thirteen and three, eleven and five, nine and seven, and uh Bill Parcells for I think four years, ten and six, and then six and ten, nine and seven, nine and seven. And then you get to the Garrett era where he has ten years and it's eight and eight, eight and eight, eight and eight. He has highs and then he has lows. Twelve and four, four and twelve, thirteen and three, nine and seven, eight and eight. It's like he's mediocre. Technically below mediocre. Had one of the best teams, Dallas Cowboy teams in all of history, and he can't he can't he can't go win us a damn Super Bowl. <clears throat> can't do us a damn thing. I'll tell you what, man. Moving on off of Bill O'Brien's foolishness. Let's talk about something kind of interesting. WNBA. Ooh, sore, touchy subject. Talked about it a little bit. Didn't they get their uh, their thing? What's it called? Their CBA, Collective Bargaining Agreement. I think they renewed their uh, their their old one, then they got a new one. And um, listen, man, I talked a little bit about it on another podcast. I'll talk about it again. It's not like like. I watch probably more WNBA basketball, and we'll watch some. We'll watch some. And by we'll watch, I'll watch some in the background uh, during one of these podcasts. Is there a basketball game going on? Because it's, like, super dark in my room, and I'm tired of looking at... I'm tired of, like, looking around and seeing only my computer screen and stuff like that. Watching a bunch of HD TV NBA basketball. What type of game is on tonight? This looks nice. Boston versus Heat 82-76. I'm like, all right. 
All right. Anyways, WNBA, the league is um, the league is what's the word? You know, I love sports. I love sports. Let me preface that. Let me preface this by saying that I love sports. Uh, I'm a huge football guy, as you know. I mean, I can talk my socks off about football. I cast a lot of football games, as you know. Talk about it. Watch it. Fantasize about it. I love football. I'm from Texas. I love it. It's in my blood. It's in my DNA. Watch a whole lot of basketball. I'm watching it right now. Love it. I, I watch a whole lot of competitive gaming. I watch esports. This is a video gaming and a sports podcast. Speaking of which, let me talk about Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Let me write it down just in case, Dragon. Okay. But I love competitive gaming, professional gaming. Love basketball. Love, I love all sports. Basketball is one of my favorite sports, but man... Every single time I watch the WNBA, I always like I always quite like I always got to ask like what what's going on here, man? Like why why are we not why is the sport not better? Why is it not more fun to watch? And nobody can ever 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 say to me that this, that that sport is boring to watch or I think it's boring to watch because they don't dunk. That's not it. It's not just that they don't dunk. It's that they, like, it's not even fucking close, man. It's not even close. If the men played the women, it, it's it's not just because they're freaking athletic monsters. They're just fucking better. Like, way better, man. And I watched the um the, the Los Angeles Sparks. I think that's the, the Los Angeles version of the team. The Los Angeles Sparks, man. And I'm seeing that Derek Fisher is the head coach. And I'm like, Derek Fisher... Was, re- was relegated from this league. He is not ever going to coach in the NBA ever again, period. Because of how bad of a coach he was when he coached. I think he coached in OKC. That didn't work out. He coached in um, in New York. That didn't work out. They fired him there. I'm like, I'm, I'm surprised he has a job in the in the WNBA. Point being, I'm like, that's, a, that's not a good coach. So I'm watching that league and I'm like, bro, like, the coaches probably aren't very good. And I constantly reference the high schoolers that played in the Olympics. I'm like, that's a better football team. Or excuse me, I got football in my mind. Talking about how, how much football's, how much I fantasize about football. I'm fantasizing about it right now. I'm talking about I'm talking about basketball, thinking about football. But I'm watching the teenage Olympi- Olympians, Olympic athletes, whatever you want to call them. Play, they look like the NBA. They look like NBA players. I'm watching them. I'm like, damn it! Why can't why can't football be that? What, the WNBA be that? Why can't we have gr- girls that can can dribble, penetrate? Why can't we have girls that can shoot jays? Why can't we have girls that got the swagger of the NBA? Why can't we have girls that dunk? Brianna Stewart went on the Rachel Nichols show and and she asked Tracy McGrady, "Do you want to like is all? You, let me find it." Let me find it. Because he's like, you know, maybe we should lower it from 10 feet to 9 feet. And Brianna Stewart is like, well, do you want to see me just dunk all the time? Is that what you want me to see? Yes, goddammit! Yes! Yes! Yes, of course I want to see you dunk all damn day. I want to see LeBron dunk. 
I'm watching the NBA right now. You want to know what they're doing? They're they're dribbling. They're doing a whole bunch of stuff. They're shooting threes. They're missing threes. I'm watching Boston. They're getting the offensive rebound. They're going in that small ball package. Dribble penetrate. Floater on the inside. It misses. They get the rebound. That's exactly the type of basketball I want to see. None of you girls are doing that right now. I saw the highlights of the 2017 season. It was terrible. The highlights should be called the semi-good lights. The half-on highlights. Come on, man. You must be tripping. If you you must be tripping if you think that I don't want to see you just pass and pass and pass for an hour and a half. I love me some basketball, but I but I don't love it that much. I love cake, but I don't eat it every day. I love key lime pie, but I only I don't have it all the time. Whew, man. Give me a break. They got it. They got the bag. They got it. You know, I always say I, I love paying players. I love it, but I'm like, dude, your league. That's my phone again. I have it. I have it set up as a lamp right now because I, I, I I'm too cheap to buy an actual lamp. And that was my Rubik's cube as well because I can solve a Rubik's cube in 30 to 45 seconds. Yes, I can. I'm that impressive. I know. I'm, 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 a, I'm a very talented individual. It's like I I I have no objection to people getting paid. No objection. You you won't find anybody. You won't find somebody who advocates more for players to get the bag than me. Nobody's gonna step. Nobody. I I will not be the reason why you won't get paid. Pretty much. But it's like I, I watch WNBA, man. I watch it sometimes. I'm like, damn it. I want to throw my television. I want to turn my TV off. I don't get mad. I just get sad. I get it. People want. You know, people want the people want the, the girls want to get their money. They play overseas. They want to get their money that way. They get it that way. They're American athletes. They want to make money in America. I get that. You got to make the game more interesting for fans, man. You got to make the you got to you got to do something because it's not interesting right fucking now. It is not. It sucks. It really sucks to watch right now. As a fan of, I'm not one of the dudes that's a cat. Like, there's going to be millions upon millions of people who have not seen a football game all season tuning in to watch the Super Bowl. I have seen the, I've seen a lot of football games this season. I haven't seen the majority because there's 32 teams pretty much playing almost every single week. I can't watch that much football, but I watch a lot of football games. I've watched a lot of football games this season. But damn it, I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't I don't see this league, the WNBA, being an interesting league. I I I don't get it. Let me find that Rachel Nichols clip. Let me find it. Cause I, I got issues, man. I got issues with them with with like people being like, yes, we're we're, we're getting paid and stuff. I'm like, will that raise the views? Ask Dallas. Ask that. Hey, did you guys play better when Jalen Smith, Demarcus Lawrence, Demarcus Lawrence became the highest paid player in the league? Did he play better? Did he get like 80 million sacks this season? 
ask him how many sacks. Let me let me ask. You know, maybe 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 I'm wrong. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe maybe he did get 80 million sacks this season. How many sacks did Demarcus Lawrence get this season? Five. Five. Heist played Dallas Cowboy. He got five sacks. Let me look up. Let me look up Brian Stewart. <clears throat> Sorry about that ad. Sorry about that. Here we go. All right. So I think Tracy, so they asked Tracy McGrady what to do. <clears throat> Brianna Stewart, this is two years ago. They're asking like, you know, how, how do we make the league better? Blah, blah, blah. Here it is. I mean, my, my thought on it is, you know, I've been playing basketball on a 10 foot hoop my whole life. So to move it to nine and a half, it's going to take a long time to get used to that. And then also like, we're only playing basketball to dunk. Like, I'm not sure. No, you plan to... Like, you, don't, I'm on, you just want to see me dunk on somebody? Like, I, would, I don't know. I, I, the skill level is off the charts in, in women's basketball. Right. But I think as far as bringing the entertainment... Yeah, I understand that for sure. That element, I, I think, you know, you're, you're getting more fit. <laughs> By the way, Brian, Brian's <laughs> adapting the T-Mac sipping tea from the other day. <laughs> He's just sitting there. <laughs> so I'm not going to do that anymore. So, exactly. how about those UConn... Because he understands. He under, He's like... Tracy McGrady is probably right. And the thing is, nine and a half. I get it. You're, but, but there's different basketball hoops at different levels, right? Like if you played it at elementary school. I played elementary, middle school. I didn't play it in high school. But I'm like at each level, the, the hoop was a little bit different. I remember I played in like a church. And I was like, the hoop was a little bit different, but we all adjusted. Like a, a dude on our team when I was playing in middle school, the hoop was so low he could actually dunk. The hoop was so close, I could shoot threes, and I was hitting threes in the like in the warmups. Everybody was like, "Dude, you should hit, you should shoot your threes." I was, I was shooting, I was shooting and hitting threes in the pregame. I never shot threes, but I was starting to hit threes. Right. So yes, you can adjust. It will take some time. You may have like a year to two years, but it's like long term, man. It would make the game so much more fun to fucking watch. Real, it really would because the game sucks. Right now to watch. It really sucks to watch. And by really sucks to watch, I mean it is starting to become unwatchable. Unwatchable. I can't watch that shit anymore. And it's like when when the NBA, when the lowlights are there, it's it's funny. In the WNBA, it's just sad. You know, it like shacked in a fool. Like everybody knows about that, but it's like it's just sad, man, to watch the lowlights of the WNBA. It's like, man, you guys missed that play. Come on, man. I want to root for this fucking league so much because I love basketball. I'm all about that, but I cannot get behind this league. I cannot get behind this league. I can get I can get behind the UFC, the women's division in the UFC, because they put out, they show up, and they show out. Phone just dropped again. I gotta find. I gotta buy a lamp. I gotta take my. I, I gotta. I gotta get. I gotta buy a lamp. 
UFC fighters, they show up and they show out. They're jacked all hell. They're great. I'm looking at Brianna Stewart's arms. She has no definition. I'm sorry. She has no definition. I saw her in the tank top. She has no definition. I'm sorry, Brianna. I got to do you. I got to do you dirty. I got to do you a little. I'm like, she's got no mass. I'm, I'm looking at her in the post. These are great moves, but I'm. she gets the and one. She's got no definition. I'm like, damn it. I may be able to take her down in the post. Bang. Elena Delavadon. She's got no, where are, where are, where is the definition? Where is the weightlifting? Arms are looking like white marshmallow, white and black marshmallows. Where's the toneness? Where's, I, where's Valentina Shevchenko? Where is my, where is my Russian bomber? Valentina Shevchenko. Where is the Russian bomber? Jesus Christ. Why can't more of the U, not the UFC. Goodness gracious. She's got abs and everything. She's toned. She looks like freaking a Russian version of Supergirl. Goodness gracious. That's an athlete right there. That's all I'm, I'm all, that's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is this. You know, why, why can't we go to the gym, do some more dumbbell curls you know, maybe some, maybe maybe get those shoulders up. Imagine if one of these girls, right, was like Valentina Shevchenko, where the, or, or not even. Let's forget about Valentina, just an athletic freak, right? Like they went to the gym, they focused their their entire offseason, they took a year off from from playing in the in the uh, in the in the European league, right? So they stopped playing to gain money. They were like, well, we'll focus just on our body and stuff like that. You probably can do that because of the new CBA. You can probably take some time off. Maybe, maybe you still want the bag. Maybe, maybe you still want to go go there and. I just saw Valentina Shevchenko and some leggings, man. Oh God! You know I gotta stop using her as an example, man. I, let me let me let me exit this. Let me get off this, anyways. Because I, I I'm like I'm not gonna lie to you. She's causing me to freaking get distracted, man. Absolutely freaking just, all right, I'm done. Okay, so, what the hell was I talking about before I saw that picture of Valentina Shevchenko and some pink leggings? I don't I, I don't know. I don't know. What was I talking about? Talking about them doing some, oh, oh yeah, athleticism and how if you become like the first girl athlete to become like a freaking freak of nature of, you know, you, you go to the gym, you really become defined, you become toned. I get it. It's harder to become toned and athletic if you're a girl. I get that. I understand that. But you cannot, but that, for that reason alone, you have to be. Because if one of these chicks becomes toned, if one of these girls becomes super freaking strong Every other girl is going, they're going to be like freaking, they're going to be able to dominate that league. Period. End of story. If it's a point guard, they'll just be able to freaking Heisman Trophy stiff arm all these girls. And I saw, and I saw some of these girls play and they're like my height. They're five foot seven, right? So let's say you have a five foot nine girl who's a guard or a point guard or whatever, just becoming jacked and becoming quick and becoming fast and becoming strong, pretty much becoming an athlete. Like it's a fucking wrap. It's over. It's done with. They are so done. The league is done. And if they're a ball handler, if they're dominant, and if they just have that like like 
quick twitch muscle fibers. If they just if they're fast, it's done. There's no way that the league will be able to stop that chick. No fucking way. Absolutely no fucking way. And, that, and that's what I'm like trying to understand. I'm like, why does no girl do that? Like, you you fucking get toned. You get big. You get swole. These girls aren't going to fucking stop you. Period. End of story. That that's my fucking issue with the with the WNBA. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I want you girls to dunk because I've seen some of you girls dunk. I've seen Brittany Grimer try to junk dunk, and it wasn't the shoes. I remember what was it? Let me look up the clip. Let me look up. Yes, I'm putting the WNBA on blast right now. I'm putting every single girl on blast because it sucks to watch you play basketball, and I am so sick and tired of it sucking to watch women play basketball when I love fucking basketball. I love it. Let me look it up. Let me look up Brittany Griner trying to dunk. Because this is ridiculous. She's six foot five, and she can't fucking dunk. Here it is. Here it is. Hold on. She's six foot, she, not six foot nine, she's six foot eight. She is LeBron's height, and she can't, she doesn't have the hops to dunk. She wasn't even fucking, she's in nines. She's not in heels, in a mini skirt, or she's in some warm-ups, some J's. You can't dunk in day J's. You can't dunk at all. Oh my God, she couldn't dunk in the J's. She couldn't dunk in the days. Oh my God, where is it? Where is it? Here it is. She couldn't dunk in the J's. She couldn't dunk in the J's. She's in some warm-ups. She's in some nines. She's six foot eight. She ain't 280, but she's six foot eight. She couldn't dunk in the J's. Oh my God. Instead of Brittany Griner, a dunk for us here live. Go right ahead. Six foot eight. Oh, oh God. Okay, we'll, we'll give her another shot. Hang on, just one second. We'll give her another shot. She hung on the rim like she could actually get up there. Let me mute this thing. Oh my goodness. Get up there. Get up there. Get up there. I don't care you got skinny legs. You're black. We all got skinny legs, but we still got hops. Get the hell up there. What the hell are you doing, Griner? Get your ass up there. She's wearing the chase. She's wearing the breads. Oh, this this is literally making... I'm about to turn this horse... She's lacing it up! She's lacing up the J's like it's on the J's! Oh, my goodness! Oh, oh my God! I'm about to puke. I'm about to have to turn this off. Oh, this disgusts me. She's lacing up the J's like it's on the J's. She laced up the J's. Let's see if she hits it. She tries to go for the one hand. Uh-uh, I ain't watching this horse mess anymore. She blamed it on the Jays. She tried to lace up the Jays like it's the Jays' fault that she missed the damn dunk and she's six foot eight. You better get your ass up there and start doing some squats in the offseason. Try to lace up the Jays, blaming the Jays for your inadequacy in athleticism. Unathleticism. Unathletic at six foot eight and you're a professional athlete? What an oxymoronic statement. Laced up the J's, trying to put it on the J's. Get some better hops, sweetheart. Get your ass up there. Stop trying to blame it on the damn J's. It's the fact that a girl who is six foot eight can't hit a J, 
can't hit a dunk. A standing dunk. Shaq is like fifth when he was fit. Let me let me see it. When was when when did Shaq do that dunk? Shaq was like fifty years old, out of shape. I get it. He's seven feet tall. I get it. It doesn't take him much to you know to to do the dunk to dunk essentially. But I'm like Shaq is an old man, and he was able to he was able to do a dunk. Come on, man. Here it is. He did it in a damn tuxedo. It's like kickers saying, well, I can't kick the football at 30 yards. I'm like, Randy Moss did it in a suit and some dress shoes. Y'all must be tripping. I want you out of the league as quickly as I possibly could get it. Where is he? Here he is. Here he is. Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> hey, uh... You ready? There we go. All right, let's go. Oh, it's a piece of cake. Oh what size? God. What size skates, wow. Charles? Seventeen. Wow. <laughs> you don't wear a seventeen. Wow. Do you wear seventeen? Yeah. I, I hope they wow. make skates size seventeen. That's impressive. Shaq made that look ridiculously that was, that was, easy. Hey, that looked effortless. I, I, I have to. Hey, I tell you what, I have to apologize to the big. That was impressive. Oh, there we go. That was in 2018. Shock was like 50 years old. You must be tripping if you think you try to pull over, you try to pull the wool over a hustler's eyes. Bitch, you must be tripping. You get your ass up up on that basketball court and you start dunking that damn football. I ain't even about to correct myself. I don't care if I have to say football, baseball, soccer, football. I don't give a damn. You get your ass up there and you start you start dunking. That's why the league sucks. Because a six foot eight player can't hit a standing dunk. I'm not asking you to jump over a damn car like you're Blake Griffin. That would help, by the way, during the All-Star game. Does the WNBA even have a dunk cause test? During the All-Star game? I don't know. I've never watched an All-Star All-Star game. I barely watch any of the All-Star games in, in the NBA and the NFL. You think I'm about to watch a bunch of unathletic women play, try and dunk on a freaking basketball court? Hell no. You must be tripping. Let me let me check it out. If any one of them is wearing J's and they miss a dunk, I may regurgitate live on the podcast. I ain't even about to trip about that. I mean, I'm trip about that. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. All right, so here we go. The full WNBA highlights here. Let me mute. Got an ad. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me mute it, or let me... Lower the volume. But then, live player substitutions. One live play substitution, hockey style. For a <clears throat> All right, so they're doing the player introductions, or they're, like, they got one player talking. All right, here we go. I want to see one girl dunk. Oh, that's an alley-oop. Nope, never mind, it's not. I'm <laughs> like, no, that's an alley-oop. Nope. It's not. She shoots it. By the way, I like I I, I I talked about this the last time I talked about the WNBA. They don't shoot like the guys. Like in and not like in a, in a like a horrible like oh you know they don't shoot like the guys. Then why aren't they shooting? For, what? They're not shooting correctly. Like they shoot weird, man. 
Like, I'm like, I watched their J's, and I'm like, man, like, that, that doesn't look right. Brittany Griner starts to drive. I mean, they don't play defense. They're so slow, man. <laughs> they're so slow. No, they're, I'm like, I saw this one girl drive, drive, like, dribble penetrate. I'm like, man, it's like I'm watching this in slow fucking motion right now. Pull up Jay. All right, that looks, that looks, that looks good. Dang! Nice release. Why doesn't? Why don't they do that more often? That was a great J. All right. Bang. Brittany Griner tries to shoot a three. Elena Delavadon. Now, now it's like they're just practicing right now. All right. Wide open. I mean, look at her J. See, I know they can shoot correctly because I, I'm watching them shoot correctly right now. Bang! That's a nice J. Well, kind of, but it's, it's a nice J. It's a nice shot. It's like I'm watching it. Get, get it. Get, I mean, I get it. It's the all-star game. You don't play defense. But I'm like, even so, I'm like, some of the offensive play, I'm like, oh, that was a nice pass. I'm watching some of these damn plays. I'm like, why can't you do some of the, why, why are you, why are you running in, tra in, in freaking sand quick? Or what, quicksand? I'm so discombobulated. I'm saying my words backwards. This is a nice, beautiful pass on the inside. Woo. Beautiful pass. This is a layup. Puts it back. All-star games. Oh, air balled it. Air air let, me, let me put it into context. It's bad when NBA players airball threes. It's worse when you're in the WNBA because the three-point line is moved further inward. So it's easier to make and hit threes, right? Apparently not because they have a lot of airballs. There she can actually dunk, kind of. Ooh, that's a beautiful pass. I wish some of these girls would have some of that swagger. No, throw it behind the back a couple of times. You know, just just get it on there. Bang. Nice J. Bang. I like I like this. I like I, I like some of this. I don't like all of it. I like some of it. She, there you go. She she dunks it again. Get up there, Brittany. Get your ass up there. Why the hell couldn't you do that in the nines? You literally started to make me sick, right? Or were they the elevens? I can't remember which model, but I was getting sick because I knew they were the breads. She laced up the breads like it was on the breads. I was getting sick to my damn stomach watching her try to. Oh, man. I'm not tripping. They're the nine. No, no, they weren't the nines. They were the elevens. Right? Yeah, I always get the nines and the elevens mixed up. But they not because of the not because of the not, not because of the silhouette, but because of the name. I'm like I always think I always think that the 11s look like I hate saying the word 11. I like the nines. I like the I, I wish they were I wish the 11s were na nicknamed the nines instead. But yeah, they were the 11s. She laced up the bread 11s. I was like, man, you must be tripping if you try to if you try to tell me that the, it's on the 11s. I want to say the nines so bad, but I can't say the nines because they're the 11s. Doesn't shoot. I'm like, you got a wide open three. She hits a nice floater. Here's Erica Wheeler, first all-star game, an undrafted player. 
Right, nice reverse pivot. Inside dribble penetration. They don't play defense, but all right, I'll take that. If weirdly enough, this kind of I'm not gonna lie to you, this kind of looks like an NBA basketball game. I'm not gonna lie to you, it kind of does. The only difference is, is that they're not playing defense. Like they're not playing defense. That's got, oh shit, Kobe Bryant was there. He was there. I think. He was there, I think it looked like, with his young, with, with G, I think her name was Gianna, who was the daughter that passed away with him in the, uh, in, in the helicopter Wednesday crash. Wednesday has Indiana hosting Atlanta. Uh, for more on these games, please go to WNBA.com or visit the WNBA app. Right now, Ryan, more threes have been taken. I put a, See? I put a little you bit of a damper on that. All right, let's, you know, let's get, let's get back to the action. Best record in the WNBA at 12 and 6. Corner jump is good for I really, oh, oh, I mean, they're, they're scoring like 30. They have 34. And yeah, it looks like an NBA game. 34 to 23. Like, that's normal. They're scoring a lot. Bang. That's a nice shot. nationally for USA. Tell us about that. Yeah, um, so it's a program that USA Basketball, WNBA, myself and Diana fix. We're super excited about it. Is that Sue Bird? It looks like that's Sue Bird who's talking right now. Oh no 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 no! That's the um that's the women's soccer team. It looks like. I'm just oh wow that was a, that was a weird jump shot. Like, she should never shoot threes ever again. Okay, I'm gonna mute this. Just gonna look at the game right now. Yeah, like they're 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 shooting. Like some of the girls can't shoot. More specifically, shouldn't shoot. Some of the girls, one hundred percent, but should be shooting jays. I'm like, why 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 is why why is this an all star game? This should be the basketball game that I've been that I like. This is what I want for the WNBA. Why don't they do this more often? I get it. They're not playing defense, but Jesus Christ, man! I'm watching this. I'm I'm watching girls. Dribble penetrating. I'm watching girls passing with some swagger. I'm watching girls shoot like they want to shoot. Why, like, why, why aren't you doing this? What the fuck's going on here? Why Why is this not the product that I'm watching? Another, like, no-look pass by a white girl. Like she, looked, like, she looked this girl off like she was Patrick Mahomes. I'm like, God damn it. Why don't none of you do this in the actual basketball games? I'm like, you know what? As badly as Brittany, Brittany Griner made me sick to my stomach watching her try to dunk in some 11s, the bread 11s, this has actually cleared up the illness that I had. I, I, I mean, I'm starting to make a recovery here. I mean, the girl, the white girl inside penetration, no look pass to the, to the, to the cutting. It looked like it was a forward. Nice job. Great job. Why is this not the, why is this not the league? This shit frustrates me. Why is this? Why Why do I not get the? I would watch this every single freaking week if this was the product that I was getting. But I don't get it. So I don't watch it. This, this actually, the more I watch this, because it's so much fun, the more I get like so frustrated because I'm like, 
holy shit, if you if you, if this was like the fact that the big three, for example, I, I don't I don't watch a lot of the big three. I, I think I may watch one league. It's the Ice Cube basketball league. But like, oh man. Oh man. I I don't I don't I don't get this, man. I don't get it. Like you know, they move they they do move slow, like really really slow, like ungodly slow comparatively. Not maybe not even comparatively to the men. They just move slowly and I'm like but it's like, dude, like I don't fucking get it. Like some of this shit that they're doing right now is fucking basketball. Like it's in the fucking NBA. It's in the league. Like I don't I don't get it. I don't get it, man. I I don't get it. I really really don't. Another great jump shot by another by another. She was wide open, but I mean, some of these girls, they're hitting pull-up J's. Like, they're just, it's just, they dribble to the line as close as they can get it, and they just pull up like they're freaking Steph Curry. Like, hello? Hello? Did anyone think that this may be, like, I, I, I get it now. I get it now. But why why can't they do this in the league? They're hitting, they're they're jacking up threes like they're in the freaking like they're in the NBA. Dang, a nice quick three by one of Della Della Don's teams teammates. Another cutting player. That's a that's a fucking nice finish. I mean, like some of these girls, they're my height, so it's hard for them. Like the like a cutting guard is not going to be able to finish like Russell Westbrook because he's six foot tall. He's an athletic monster, so they're not going to be able to they're not going to be able to finish like Russell Westbrook. But what this like five foot X guard does a nice finish at the rim, and I'm like, dude, why is this not in the league? Why is this not in the? I keep repeating myself, and I get it. It's like, dude, like. Fuck, man. Fuck. Like, it's not super high. It, it, it is high. It's 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 basketball. It's great basketball. Without defense, it's an all-star game. I get it, but it it, it disappoints me. It disappoints me because I'm like I may you know what because of this game I may watch a lot more WNBA so that way I understand. What is, uh, what the fuck's going on here? Excuse me. That just, that's just disappointing to me. Anyways, let's move on. From the W, from the, uh, the WNBA. So, I don't know something else has been going on past week or so. Um, Stephen A. Smith, Joe Rogan, having a little bit of a tit for taff, right? Titty, 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 tat, tit for tat. I don't know what, what the fuck I'm saying. Is there another basketball game on? Hold on. NBA basketball. Another basketball game going on. There's like a repeat of the four of the 76ers. What's an upcoming game? It should, uh, by the way, 
it should have been Lakers versus Clippers. They um, they canceled that game. They're going to move it back to some other time. Um, we'll see when it is. I, I don't have the game. Sports. Let me type in a sports thing. Maybe sports is on. Okay, so college basketball. Well, you know, that's about, it's about to end. It's Pittsburgh versus Duke. Okay. So Stephen A. Smith and... Uh, Joe Rogan, they had a little bit of a tit for tat. Where, where is it? Here it is. Uh, I was gonna play. Should I play the entire clip? It's gonna. It, it's from what is it? It's from. I don't have it. I don't have it. I was gonna play this thing from MMA Junkie. Um, it was gonna be a full like. It was going to be a whole clip. I, I'm not going to do that now because it would have taken like 10 to 15 minutes to play Joe, what Joe Rogan said and then Stephen A said and then Joe Rogan said after. I, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to have like one of those channels that's like I'm going to react to somebody reacting to something. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's a little bit ridiculous. So what I have here is I have Matt Sarah who is a – do I have it? I fucking here it is. Where is it? Here it is. So Matt Sarah and another person are talking about it. And <clears throat> pretty much Matt Sarah is gonna sum it up for you instead of me having to play like fifteen minutes of of like the back and forth and blah 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 blah. So here's Matt Sarah talking about the Stephen A. Smith and the Joe Rogan controversy. Something he we had a uh, Josh uh, Thompson, and uh, and um, he had him on his show, and they were they were talking about it, and then after that, fucking Stephen, what is his name? A. Stephen Thompson? A. Smith. A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith. Um, double down on, double down on it. Fucking was, I think, calling out Rogan, Joe Rogan. Again. You could but, say it was a disappointing performance. But to think that he's a quitter, a cowboy I, fights every three days. I just like this fuck. I don't. You know, I will actually play it. I will play it. Hold on, let me because I think I actually, I actually do want the. I, I want Joe Rogan's take on it. I think he articulates himself pretty well. Sorry about that. Let me, uh, let me play the actual clip here. This is so. This is. I'm not going to spend so much time on this. This is his reaction. To what Stephen A. Smith said about him saying that, you know, Stephen A. Smith pretty much said Joe Rogan was wrong. This is what, and by the way, Joe Rogan, if you don't know who he is, he has a podcast, Joe Rogan Podcast, the JRE Experience, Joe Rogan Experience, and um, he also is like an MMA caster and stuff like that. Here he is talking about, uh, talking about, um, what is it, uh, about Stephen A. Smith and his response to Stephen A. Smith. Experience. I don't know. You have those coaches that are like, okay, guys, breathe. I don't want right. my coach telling me to breathe in the corner. No? I'm like, I know how to breathe, bro. <laughs> Tell me what I need to hear. <laughs> right. Well, does that drive you crazy when you hear corners that don't give good advice? Like, uh, Go out yeah. and finish them. Yeah. Sorry. Hold on. They're talking about it. I think they're going to talk about it maybe here. Pleaded or was it Sohudo just steamroll? Steamroll. Demoralize mom. Oh, no, no, no. This isn't it. Fuck. I clicked on the wrong thing. Sorry about that. This is it. Now I'm getting an ad. Here it is. 
Joe Rogan experience. Look, I saw conspiracy theories that Connor threw the fight or Cowboy threw the fight with Connor. Oh, people are was so a stupid, fixed fight. man. I had my cousins like, oh, I can't believe Cowboy would do that. I'm like, do what? He do what? Cracked, yeah, do man. what? People- By the way, the other guy that Joe Rogan is talking to is Frankie Edgar. Uh, he's, I think he's a fighter. I, I, he's either a current fighter or he's a former fighter. I, I don't know which. It's Frankie Edgar. He's an MMA fighter. Here he is. Here, here are Frankie Edgar, Joe Rogan, and I think Jamie uh, of Joe Rogan Podcast. Or crazy. Yeah. 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 I I was upset at Stephen A. Smith. And then oh, yeah, and he made a video responding yeah. to me. Come on. Listen, uh, Stephen A. Smith, I guess I should respond, right? Uh, you're a very entertaining guy. I like you a lot. Uh, and uh, I appreciate the props you gave me in that video, but you're wrong. Yeah. Cowboy got... Cowboy got fucked up with those shoulders in the clinch. He had Connor's arms tied up, and they're in tight spaces. Connor dips low and slams this bone of his shoulder into the nose. And he's at the beginning of the round. Connor's a fucking super explosive guy. Super explosive. All muscle, just fucking pulled tight at the beginning of the fight. And just bang, bang. He got off good shots, and Cowboy was confused. I think he was flustered. Flustered. I I, I don't think that those shots maybe rocked him. They broke, broke his, his nose. nose, and that that could rock you, I guess. Well, in a he's sense. got blood pouring out of his nose, so he's not breathing out of his nose now. And then all of a sudden, he's like, "Fuck, my nose is already fucked up," and he hasn't even punched me yet. Right. You know, it was it was unusual. Like I could see if someone has a peripheral understanding of the sport. And you see that happening, like, come on, man. Or even guys like Mike Bisping. Like, Mike Bisping was like, fucking shoulder strikes. Come on, shoulder strikes. Uh, But that said, Mike Bisping is without a doubt one of the toughest human beings that's ever walked the face of the planet. He's like, if, if he lost an ear, he'd be like, ah, you got another ear. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. He fights with one eye. He, I mean, doesn't, come on. he doesn't give a fuck. He fought a giant chunk of his career yeah, against but... the best fighters in the world, including winning the title with one eye. Yeah. Michael yeah. Bisping is a fucking dyed-in-the-wool savage. Yeah. So if he's like, ah, it's just shoulder strikes. That said, the shoulder strikes didn't end the fight. The shoulder strikes definitely got him off on the wrong foot. Then... Cowboy threw a kick to Connor's arms, and then Connor con- countered with a head kick. Rock Cowboy back. That head rocked kick rocked him. Rocked him good, you yep. see his legs go, and then Connor hits him with pistons. He hit so hard. People could say it was a work. He broke his fucking orbital bone. Yeah. And yeah. Then, but Stephen A. Smith said that he felt like Cowboy quit. He did not quit. Probably, he got smashed. Yeah. He you got can't smashed. say someone quit after getting their nose broke and rocked. And a broken orbital. You can't say he quit. It's also who you're talking about. You're talking about a guy who has the most fights yeah. in the UFC, the most finishes in the UFC, the most head kick knockouts in the UFC, the most the most bonuses in the UFC. Cowboy is a fucking legend. He is a t- as tough as they come. He's lost before. Every human can lose, yeah. especially you're fighting guys like Darren Till and Jorge right. Masvidal right. and and these fucking animals that he's fighting. He's fighting the cream of the crop or Connor. And Connor broke it, literally broke his face. He broke his nose and yeah. he broke his orbital bone. So- <clears throat> All right. So wanted to play. I know that was a very, very long clip. I find Joe Rogan very, very entertaining. Um, yeah. You know, one one day. I'm not going to lie to you. I have inspira- inspirations and aspirations. I'm like, maybe just one one day, maybe I can get just, you know, a shred of the success that he's gotten in the podcasting game. I, I, I don't know. I aspire to be certain people. I aspire to be as knowledgeable and as informed as Joe Rogan. At least I try. I don't know. But anyways, 
The reason why I played you that full clip in its entirety is to give you a lot more context to not only what Joe Rogan's response was to Stephen A. Smith was, but also more importantly, the context of the fight with Conor McGregor and Donald Cerrone's uh, fight that happened, I think, two weeks ago. So for me, I'm not an MMA guy. I'm not a MMA. I, I don't get it. I not, maybe not maybe not don't get it is a proper term. I'm not informed. I'm like Stephen A. Smith. I'm not informed on it at all. I think when I was talking about the fight, I sounded so cringy. I sounded so obnoxious because I didn't know what I was talking about. All I could tell was was that Conor McGregor slipped his leg over uh, Donald Cerrone's guard as he slipped. I think his left kick because he's south. He's a southpaw, so he slipped his left kick over Donald Cerrone's guard. And Donald, he just like I, I saw it, and I was like, when I, when I saw it back again, I was like, he just kind of like missed mistimed the block or maybe not mistimed it but he just missed like he thought he was gonna strike low but Connor went high and he didn't block it properly so when he tried to go for the block it went over his guard Donald's guard and it hit him right in his freaking chin and that's what rocked him and that's what caused him to fall to the ground but then on top of that you look at the shoulder strikes and I saw it and I saw Connor McGregor in slow motion he like kind of geared back up, he recentered himself, and then he lunged forward with his right shoulder, or I think, what what was it, his right or his left shoulder? I, he's left-handed, so I guess it was his left shoulder. But he, like, recentered himself, and then he lunged forward with his left shoulder, and he, he got him with, with the left shoulder. And there was some footage that was released in 2013 that showed that Conor McGregor, he's been practicing that exact same strike for many, many, many years, and I saw it in real time. I was like, D- this dude has been practicing this strike for decades, for decades, maybe not decades, but I think, no, not decades, I think I said for like thousands, I think he, I think I said he practiced it for like hundreds, if not thousands of reps, which is true, but I didn't think that he had done it for this long, I thought he had only done it for like a couple of years since, you know, maybe he's taken off time, you know, to, maybe not taken off time, but was doing other things like boxing and trying to do the, excuse me, the Khabib fight. So I'm watching him fight and I'm like, I like, he practiced that is what I was trying to say. So when Stephen A. Smith said that he quit, I was like, I don't think he quit. I think he just, like Joe Rogan said, I think he just got smashed. And again, I'm not somebody who can talk about MMA. I try not, like on the podcast, I think I've only had a couple of podcasts talking about MMA, maybe three, four times or something like that. So I really, really try to stay away from MMA because I'm like, that is something that I am not comfortable at all talking to, uh, talking about at an extended period of time. I've gotten just a little bit better at it, but I'm, I'm not, like, I don't know what the hell a rear naked choke is. And I hear them saying, oh, he's got him in the rear naked choke. He's got it. I, I don't know what it looks like. What does it look like? What is a rear naked choke? I, I know it's where you get them from the rear, where you get them from. I don't know what the hell a fulcrum choke is. I don't know what any of that stuff is. I stay away that. I stay the hell away from that. I'm like, witchcraft. it's like witchcraft to me. I'm like, what the hell did that guy do? He's got him in an arm thing. I'm, I'm like, when they're wrestling, when they're on the ground doing jujitsu, I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. So I stay away from that because I don't get it. And I don't have money to buy the pay-per-view, so I try and watch the free fights. I'm like, I don't get to any of this stuff. So, yes, it, who who is right? Joe Rogan is right. He is, like, listen, this, and, and Stephen A. Smith, 
he he um he took some of Joe Rogan's stuff out of context, in my opinion. Some of his stuff, not everything, but he he said, um, like I like I have a like he was going on this monologue, and well, I guess I should play Stephen A. Smith now. Now I'm kind of getting into well, the reason why I'm going to play Stephen A. Smith, and the reason why I play Joe Rogan is because I want you to hear Joe Rogan's response, but I don't want to be unfair. I want to play you uh, Stephen A. Smith's response, so that way you have the full context of the situation, and that way I don't seem like that biased. I am biased. I am very, very biased towards uh, Joe Rogan because I think he 100% uh, won 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 this disagreement. I was about to say won this fight, but I'm like, they didn't fight. They, they're in a disagreement. What was it? Um, Stephen A. Smith. I'm not going to play the boxing clip or whatever. I'm just going to play. Uh, it's three minutes. It's three minutes. So here you go. Here you go. Hold on. Let me mute it. <clears throat> I'll pause it during some sections because I disagree with some stuff. But um, for the most part, I'll let it play. Mad respect to Joe Rogan, nothing but respect for the man and the tremendous work that he has done and will continue to do uh, throughout the years and for years to come. But you're wrong on this one, my man. Me, Stephen A. Smith, me being at the Conor McGregor fight against Cowboy Cerrone, saying what I said that he didn't show us much in 40 seconds, that warrants it's not good for the sport. It's not good for me. It's not good for ESPN. First of all, as it pertains to ESPN. First and foremost, he said he's already taken it out of context. What he's saying when it says he's not, it it's not good for the sport, and he's going to mention numbers here in a second. What he means by that, it's not a good look for the sport. It's not a good look that's, that somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about is on live television doing the postgame fight, doing the, doing the postgame analysis, essentially. That's what he means by it doesn't look good. So, there you go. Yeah, check the numbers. The subscribers to ESPN+, Plus, the level of attention that it got, the traffic that it generated. By the way, quick little point. I'm not going to defend Joe Rogan that much because, you know, I feel like he's, he's coming from a pretty legitimate standpoint. But um, I, I, I will say this. I see, a lot of, I, I see a lot of people who have great numbers on the internet when it comes to certain pieces of content. I see a lot of things that have a lot of... Like fast food, for instance, has great numbers. It, it sells billions of dollars annually. Like McDonald's, it's a billion-dollar company. Would you rather get a hamburger from uh, McDonald's or would you rather get a hamburger from a hamburger house? Like a, somebody somebody that can that, that's like a professional chef that can prepare hamburgers. Or would you rather get a Ruth Chris steak or something like... Like there's... There's a difference in it being worth a lot of money because it's it's cheap and it's quick or it being like legitimately good and it's pricey and it's it there's depth to it. There's there's passion and there's 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 work and there's effort put into it. There's I, I think there's a difference between having good numbers and being good. Digital and beyond. Check the numbers, number one. That's not just because of me, that's because of you. Cause Ario. Because of Chell, because of Michael Bisbing, and everybody else associated with it. Check the numbers, number one. Not good for the sport. I think that's good for the sport. I certainly don't claim to be the aficionado you are or anybody else covering this sport. But excuse me, 
I have been a reporter for 25 years. I have covered sports on a variety of competitive levels, regardless of what the sport is. That includes boxing and the UFC. And I don't give a damn if I did it. It don't take much to look at three shoulder shots to the nose that Conor McGregor gave Cowboy Cerrone, watching him fold inside of 20 seconds, knowing that he only got one strike off. And oh, by the way, that was blocked by Conor. It doesn't take much to look at the fight and say, excuse me, I didn't see enough to convince me that Conor in a rematch, in a rematch against the Mega Metal, that wouldn't cut it. Or in a fight against Masvidal, that wouldn't cut it. Because that's what you judge greatness by. It's not just the fight that they're in, it's who they're about to go against. So he, he mentions this point of saying Khabib Nurmagomedov and Jorge Masvidal are his next opponents and we didn't see enough. And Joe Rogan responds with, like, what are you talking about? He smashed a great fighter and Donald Cerrone in, 50 sec- in 40 seconds, excuse me. And really, the fight probably should have been stopped sooner. But um, the ref knows that Cowboy has a has a reputation for toughing it out. And he tried to give uh, Donald more chances to fight, and he didn't. And he had to end the fight. But, um, I, I mean, you don't know who he's fighting against. You don't know if it's going to be Khabib. You don't know if it's going to be Jorge. And you don't, like, we don't know how much we've seen. I, I do, I like, even Connor was like, yeah, you know, you haven't seen enough from me. But the fact that you're talking about Donald in this way is disrespectful. So, you know, I'll, I'll let it play and then we'll end this. What are we talking about here? We're talking about Conor McGregor against one of those two guys potentially next. So you look at him and you say, excuse me, did I see enough after such a long layoff? Losing an Omega Medoff, and before that, an exhibition boxing match against Floyd Money Mayweather. Did you see enough? Hell no, we didn't see enough. Nothing wrong with that. I stated that that night. I stated again. I'll state it next week, next month, next year. I stand by that. And I don't think disagreeing with that position warrants the kind of criticism that came in my direction. Having said that, you're entitled. You have your right, just like I have my right to respond, as I'm doing right now. But anytime you want to talk to me about this fight, or you want to talk to me about my credentials to discuss something in a world of sports, name the time and place, Joe Rogan, I'll show up. It's not a problem. It's not a problem at all. You don't know me, so I'm not going to knock you for speaking out the way you spoke out without calling me. I don't care about all of that. I respect where you're coming from. You're just wrong on this particular one. And I'm telling you, you're wrong. Conor McGregor did not get the opportunity to show us enough for us to believe the Mega Medoff or Masvidal. That's something that could potentially happen to them. I didn't see it because Cowboy Cerrone in his first pay-per-view match folded. I respect him, but he folded like a cheap tin. period. Bad night for him. That's all. I stand by that. I'm going to still stand by that. God damn it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I think that's enough said, man. You know, I think that's enough said. I could I could replay the Joe Rogan clip. I could I, I think that's the last time I'm gonna talk about this because I'm like Fuck man, he fucking broke his like like if you if you've been here for the past month, you know I was sick for the majority of that month. I felt like shit. Uh, it was it was it was obnoxious for me. To go through that. Because I had freaking a, a sore throat. A stuffy nose. I remember I listened to one of my. I, I sounded like I was dying. Right. 
And all I had to do was just sit here and talk, right? And that was hard for me. Imagine having to fucking go into a ring and freaking try and fight with the... I, I feel like Cerrone probably could have continued to fight if he didn't get that chin strike. Because that's when he got rocked. So, I... Here, here, this this is what happens when you have somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about on a platform that, and I looked at the likes to dislikes on that video and it was, everybody hated that video. Like, I'm not going to even go into the comments, but I'm like, dude, I, I, I would quit. Ta- I would, I would seriously stop ta- trying to talk about MMA and stuff like that. If I was him until you get educated on it. Cause you know. I, I don't know. Joe Rogan does a better job of articulating this than me. So it's what, like, it's one of the reasons why I don't talk about MMA because I don't know shit about MMA. So anyways, moving off of that, how much stuff do we got left? Oh, we're, we're pretty much at the final stretch. Ooh. Well, all right. So before I get onto a bunch of Dallas Cowboys stuff, I have been playing recently this absolutely fantastic video. I'm, I'm playing it right now. I'm, I'm, I got my save file loaded up. Uh, I was playing uh, as Vegeta. I haven't really. I've been. I haven't really been playing a whole lot of Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. I had um, uh, my my great aunt's funeral to go to this weekend, and I was starting to hit my stride with it. I was starting to get really, really involved with it. I was so happy to start to play it, and you know, I, I just had to go off, and I had to. Excuse me, I had to, you know, I had to go on a, on a trip. But now I'm back. I'm happy to be back. I'm playing it again. And I'm playing it right now, actually. I'm playing as Vegeta, Planet Namek. And you know what? I didn't think it was going to be very good. When I first saw it, I think I did a video, not a video. I think I did something on the podcast where I was looking at some of the gameplay for it. And I was like, eh, is this going to be that good? Is it going to be, is it going to be good enough is it going to be something that i want to buy and i looked at some gameplay here on the podcast and i was like yeah yeah i think it's good enough for me to purchase and you know what i think as a dragon ball z fan i'm excited to play this game and i think if i wasn't a dragon ball z fan i would probably be like this is okay you know it's not anything it's not anything to like write home about but because it like because it honestly does a lot of stuff well when it comes to being a Dragon Ball Z fan, I think I think that's one of the reasons why I love this game. Because if it was like any other anime, if it was something that I didn't know about, because not a lot of stuff is explained, but it just it assumes that you're a fan of the series and you'll get it. You you understand what's going on here on Planet Namek. So you'll understand, okay, this is what's going on. This is why these characters are here, blah, 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 because not everything is explained. But because you understand this, all this stuff, you'll be able to just play the game really at relative ease. And that's 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 the expectation. And it does it pretty well. I love the flying. I love parts of the fighting. It does get a little... I can see it getting really, really stale. Um, but it, 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 it changes enough where there's enough for me to like... Where I'm kind of lost in it. I'm, I'm kind of lost in the sauce, so to speak. Where I'm like, okay, I'm playing this game... I'm loving it. I'm playing as Goku. I'm playing as Vegeta. I'm playing as Gohan. I'm playing as Vegeta. I'm playing as Grill. Playing as all these iconic characters from the series. And I get to a lot of these iconic moments in the series. 
and it's you know it's it's Goku and and Vegeta's Vegeta in in on Earth, and it's it's a uh, Nappa and Raditz, and I I mean I've only played through a couple of the sections. It's the flying as well that looks like it's straight out of the TV show, and how great everything everything looks, and it's it it's very very close to the TV show when it comes to looks. Uh, I would, I would say, so there's some, there's some huge issues with it. There's some huge issues with it. I think the combat is kind of one of those things. I wish there was more to the combat. I wish there was more diversity to it. You know, instead of just mashing O or whatever, I wish that, you know, there's heavy attacks, there's light attacks. Um, I mean, there, there really isn't a lot to the combat. Usually if you're a higher level, you'll beat people up. If you have more than one person in your party, it's done. Like it's a wrap. It's it be, the game kind of hit like I'm I've, I'm not gonna lie to you I haven't died unless I've wanted to die so there ha- there hasn't been a whole lot of pushback it's been pretty much the same thing for the last couple of um, for the last couple of hours and I've put in maybe like eleven hours into it but really I want to play I'm, I'm getting close to when you finally unlock Super Saiyan and stuff like that but I like the game so far I like I like what it's what it's bringing. Oh my god, I'm getting freaking just jumped on by two guys. Just freaking get off. Get off my jock. What are you doing? But I, I like it so far. I like it so far. I like what they're doing. I like what Akira... I mean, Akira Toriyama, he, he even was like, yeah, I like the game. I like the game, so... I mean, the creator of Dragon Ball, he likes the game. I think everybody's going gaga for it as well because it's just so freaking... It has so many iconic moments to it. But yeah, that's kind of... That's literally what I've been playing for the past couple of days. By the way, I've stopped playing Apex Legends. Like, I'm, I'm done with that game. I, I fucking cannot play that game anymore. I've been trying to get to Apex Predator in the past couple of weeks because I know the season is ending, and I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm so done. Every single game sucks now. Every fucking game sucks. Like, every single game, right, I get into Diamond... I get, I'm, I'm Diamond 4, right? And I'm like, I feel like I can go through Diamond 4 pretty easily... But it's like every single game, man, people fucking leave the game. They get downed or they get or, or they die. And, I, and I'm like, I can't revive them anymore. I can't because they're, they left the game. So now it's like a 2v, like, like it's me and another guy or both of my teammates have left. And I'm like, like, what's the point of playing? I feel like I should be getting double experience every single time a teammate leaves because it takes so long unless I just leave or I kill myself essentially in the game. Like, uh, not kill myself is in the sense, like, take a really, really bad fight or whatever and the match really, really quickly. Unless I do something like that, like, I, I've lost way more points because of bad landings and just people dying literally straight off of landings. And I haven't gained any of my points back because I haven't won a game in, like, forever because every single, like, every single time I feel like I, like, I have one game maybe in a day of, like, ten games. It's like every single time I try and play and get into a good game, it's like people just fucking leave again or they fucking die or they do some of the dumbest stuff. Like hopefully you get a team that can actually, and I know it's like, I know it's taboo to, not even taboo, but it's like, that it's like, oh my God, you can't, you shouldn't blame your teammates. It's all on you, you know, and stuff like that. That's not a way to improve. But it's like, fuck man. I feel like every single time I play with two Apex Predators, we, we always have a fucking great game. We always fu- have a fucking great game. There, I think there was one game in like the past week that I had a bad game with an Apex Predator. But it's like every single time I have a, a every single time I play with an Apex Predator or two Apex Predators specifically, I'm like, fuck. We always have a fucking good game. Always, I'm always on top. 
We're always fucking winning. It always ends well for me. I always, I always have a bunch of damage, a bunch of assists or kills. Like I'm fine, but here it's Apex, Apex Legends, man. I'm not playing it until the new season. I'm just gonna focus on Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. By the way, today I also bought um, another game. I bought Fire Emblem Three Houses. I'm gonna watch some Shameless, and I'm going to play that game uh, tonight as well. That's some of the stuff that I've been doing for the past, uh, really for the past day or two in the past week. I've been playing Dragon Ball Z Kakarot and um, Apex Legends, but I'm done. When is the next season? I think it's February 5th, so it's Wednesday, I think, next week. Okay, so season four, February 4th. When is that? So it's next week on Tuesday. So it's a week from today. Okay. So I'm going to be doing that for the next week or so. Oh my gosh. I freaking... I'm so... I'm so... I'm done. I'm not... I'm not going to try and get to... uh, to Apex Predator. I mean, I'm lying to myself. I'm I'm gonna like play one more game probably after the podcast, and then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna be done. I'm like, and then I'm gonna be done. Okay, I'm addi- I'm addicted. What can I say? Okay, anyways, I got a Outlandis. I got an Outlandis. I got some things to say. You know, I'm I'm gonna be like Stephen. A. I'm gonna do a whole bunch of shit talking. I'm gonna do some whole uh, some controversial stuff and blah 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 blah. So, final thing we're going to talk about today, a lot of cowboy stuff. Where is it? Hold on. I had an article pulled up. Here it is. So, first and foremost, let me say this. Des Bryant potentially going back to the Cowboys. I, for one, absolutely love that. I love that specific um, I, I love that specific move to Dallas. He's going to be probably the the um, the fourth guy at wide receiver. I really, really like him there. You got Amari Cooper. You got Michael Gallup. You got Randall Cobb. Then you got Des Bryant. I like that a lot. I think in the red zone he could be efficient. I think on the outside he could be efficient. Like, it depends on what how good he is. I don't think we're going to get 2014 Des. That was six years ago. But do I think that we could potentially get a Des Bryant that every once in a while does a dynamic play? And like, all you got to do is make a play. Sometimes you get a guy because he may make a couple of plays in a season and that's it. And that could be worth it because he can make a couple of plays in the regular season that could make you the one seed, the two seed. He can make a couple of plays for you in the postseason that could get you to the Super Bowl or the championship game, NFC championship game, of course. So I, I think, and on top of that, I think the issue with Dak and Des was Dak was a was a underdeveloped quarterback at the time that Des Bryant was a underdeveloped wide receiver who was aging and who was not as good as he needed to be. Like you look at, uh, for instance, a um, a Larry Fitzgerald and Kyler Murray. Like he was a really, really nice fit for Kyler Murray because he was a great leader. He was a really, really nice wide receiver for him. And I mean, he did everything that Kyler needed him to do in, in the Arizona Cardinals. 
Like the difference between Dez and 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 Larry is that Larry is completely developed and Dez is underdeveloped. And Larry, he can play on. I believe he can play on every team right now. I think he can go from. Uh, any, I mean, any team as long as the quarterback's good. I think Dez. He only could play in a specific. I think he only could have played in 2018 or like he went to the Saints. He went to the Saints. Um, there are three teams he wants to play for: the Cowboys, the Saints, and the Ravens. I think the reason why he wants to go to the Ravens is because he likes the culture. Saints, pretty obvious. Dallas, pretty obvious as well. I would love to have him back. I would absolutely love to have him back. And I, you want to know who else I would love to have? I would love to have Eric Berry at free safety. Absolutely would love to have Eric Berry there in Dallas. Love of Christ, man. Dallas needs a free safety. Dallas needs a free safety. Either get a free safety as the one or get Eric Berry. You need a free safety. He is He, he was the guy that Kansas City put on Robert Gronkowski when they had to play against them. Robert Gronkowski. Commonly referred to as Rob Gronkowski. Commonly referred to as Gronk. Jesus Christ. Get him on Dallas. Final thing I'll talk about today. Dak Prescott should get his money. More controversial thing, Dak Prescott is going to be a Hall of Famer at the end of his career. I said it. I said it. (coughs) I said it. Barring some catastrophical event in his career, he will be a Hall of Famer at the end of his career. He will have one or two. He'll have multiple Super Bowls under his career. He'll probably be the all-time leader in passing yards for the Dallas Cowboys. He'll probably have the most touchdowns in, in Dallas Cowboy history. He'll probably break all the... Re- I mean, damn it, he's already breaking records already. He has the all-time leading... He's the all-time leading rusher when it comes to the quarterback position already in Dallas. I think he's better than Carson Wentz right now. I think he's better than Jared Goff. He deserves $35, $34 million annually. It's interesting that people are already criticizing Dak Prescott, right? They like to they like to pull a Stephen A. Smith. They like to dis they like to discredit him and say, well he quit. He doesn't know what he's doing. Blah 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 blah. Right. So I, I look at his I look at this article from Horseshoe Heroes, right? It's a Colts website. They were talking about getting Dak Prescott potentially at quarterback. So the interesting thing is here, I got part of the article here. And it's funny that people, they don't trust what their eyes are watching them. They always got to have a narrative. They always got to have an angle, right? So here's part of the article. His style of play makes him a great fit in Indy. He can move the pocket if he needs to and can make all the throws needed at this level. He also isn't relying on the pass catchers to be the only source of playmaking. That is something that the Colts desperately need. Here, And they go on to bring him down here. The problem is, is that he has been asking for a large amount of money. He was offered $30 million a year from Dallas, and he turned them down. The Colts aren't likely to come anywhere near that number, let alone what number Prescott truly wants. Why? I ask again, why? Because you need a damn quarterback. You need a damn, and, and on top of that, you need a quarterback now. Your division is weak. It's always been weak. It's trailing. It's falling behind. It's fading right now. 
And I always say this. I'm like, there are guys like Drew Brees, Tom Brady, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, the Philip Rivers. They're all going to go out of their divisions because they're all going to retire or move away and trying to find another place to play. So it behooves of you to secure that position right now. Because when they leave, there's going to be a power vacuum that's going to be sucked up by guys like Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, and Lamar Jackson. And probably Kyler Murray, if I'm honest with you. Because I don't see Jared Goff lasting that long. I don't see whoever, whoever, the interesting thing is, whoever's going to be in the NFC North in the next couple of years, not Kirk Cousins, but let's say uh, the Bears, they go out and they, for instance, get Cam Newton. Or the Bears, they go out and they go get somebody uh, fresh and new. They probably can't because they gave away all their draft picks to get Khalil Mack and they whiffed on on Trubisky. But let's say the Bears, they somehow finesse the league and get a Jalen Hurts, for example. They finesse people and get somebody who, who people are starting to devalue. And they have that quarterback position secured for the next five to ten years. Aaron Rodgers is going to retire. Kirk Cousins is going to fade away. Uh, Matthew Stafford, Jesus H. Christ, when is he going to have a great season? When is he going to make the play? When, when is he going to make a run in the playoffs? Don't talk to me about what happened in 2014. I'm not talking about what 2014. He's been in the league for almost a decade, and he has done jack crap. Secure your position now. Secure your quarterback position now. Everybody likes to devout. Everybody likes to tell me what's wrong with Dak Prescott. But there's an interesting point in the article. One sentence explains to me everything that I need to know about Dak Prescott. He can move the pocket if he needs to and can make all the throws needed at this level. Period. End of discussion. He can make all the throws at this level. That is what his job... Well, he's a little bit inaccurate. He can't... No, stop. Stop right there. Kirk Cousins can't do some of the stuff Dak Prescott can do. Period. End of discussion. And he has not one, but 2,000-yard wide receivers. Probably the best wide receiver duo tandem in the entirety of the league. Dak Prescott has 2,000-yard wide receivers and a guy who probably could have been another 1,000. He could have had 3,000-yard wide receivers on his football team. And do you want to know what happened this season? His team led the league in drop passes for a huge portion of the season. But also check this out. Check this out. Wasn't his fault. Wasn't like he was throwing bad footballs. He was throwing some pretty perfect ones. But you may be asking me, well, 24, why, why is he going to be a Hall of Famer? You're talking about how he's better than all these quarterbacks, how he should get paid. Why, why is he going to be a Hall of Famer? Explain to me that way. Why, why is he going to be a Hall of Famer? Have you not looked at his numbers in the past four years? His wins, his losses, his touchdown? Have you not looked at how he handles himself? As much as people want to make memes and stuff like that, has anybody not looked truly at how he carries himself? He cried when the season was over because he understood that this was a team that probably could have gone to and won a Super Bowl. We heard it at the beginning of the podcast. He's not going to be at the Super Bowl because it makes him miserable. Because he's like, I could have been here. I could have been here last year. I could have been here this year. He doesn't blame people. He doesn't shade people. He just goes out and he does his damn job. He tries to play through injuries. He tries to do his best. 
Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. He does not get any excuses, period, end of story. End of story, ever. He does not get any excuses. It's funny, because everybody wants to create excuses for Jared Goff, for Carson Wentz, for Sam Darnold. And he's better than all of them. End of discussion. Talk to me when Sam Darnold is going to play in the playoff game. Talk to me when Jared Goff isn't going to have to rely on his his defense, his head coach. Nobody remembers this. His team was stacked to the brim with talent in 2018 and in 19, and they still got their asses whooped by the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Jared Goff had only, what, three? Three points in the Super Bowl? He was God bleeping awful. And people are going to come at me and like this. They're going to say to me, well, 24, didn't Dak have a lot of talent this, this season? Yes, he did. And you saw what happened. You saw what happened. Didn't you see what happened? First and foremost, his defense stunk up the joint worse than I've ever seen in my entire life. His defense was so bad. His, I, I talked about it earlier. Five sacks for Demarcus Lawrence on the season. He was not hurt. He got surgery to, to make sure he was right. Five sacks. Jalen Smith was not any better. His defense was the lowest in turnovers in the entire league. Lowest. In every turnover stat, I, I, I don't know their numbers when it comes to sex. They were god-awful across the board. Don't try and talk to me about his defense being good. Don't try and talk to me about his defense. His defense was bad this season. Terrible. His run game was bad. His offensive line was bad. His wide receivers were dropping key and critical passes that would have won them the, the game. Not game, excuse me. Games. And on top of that, his coaching, his coaching staff failed him on multiple occasions. Period. End of discussion. Watch all those games and tell me, oh yeah, all these losses, all these games, they were on Dak Prescott. You want to know what happens if you take out Dak Prescott from the equation? Dallas probably is a 3-13, and 2-14 and 14 type of football team. The six games that they won this season were because of Dak Prescott, and if the damn team had showed up and had done their damn jobs, they would have won more. Period. End of discussion. It's just that simple. If they showed up a little bit, special teams even, they showed up a little bit more. Running game, offensive line, wide receivers catching passes. His his team led the team led the damn league and drop passes, and they were still hanging thirty on people. He had two thousand yard wide receivers, a third which had eight hundred and twenty eight yards. Simply put, they could have gone and won easily, easily 12 games this season. But because of the failure of everybody else, this entire team failed them. Because of everybody else. They go 8-8. Eight and eight. Not because of Dak Prescott, because of everybody else. They give him a turnover here and there. They give they stop the damn defense here and there. They make sure that some of these guys are stopped. That Dak Prescott has a chance. The coaching staff does their damn job. And they can actually go on and win some football games. But 24 why is Dak Prescott going to be a Hall of Famer? Why is he going to be a Hall of Famer? 
tell you why he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I'll tell, I'll tell you why he's going to be a Hall of Famer. At the end of his career, and I said this earlier, he's going to have a lot of numbers. He's going to lead. He's probably going to have the most yards, most uh, most touchdowns. He's going to have his numbers. He's going to have his numbers. But more importantly, on top of having all of his numbers, he's going to have a couple of Super Bowls. He's going to have a couple. He's not going to have five. He's not going to have six. He's not going to have, he's not going to be, you know, Tom Brady. He's going to have his Super Bowls. He's going to have his Super Bowls. And when I look at Dak Prescott, here's the thing that I I think people completely undervalue. They don't talk about. They want to act, they want to act like this doesn't exist and that this isn't significant. The fact of, the fact is Dak improves dramatically every single season. He does. And I feel like that's something that everybody just completely disregards. They're like, you know what? That doesn't matter. That His improvement, it doesn't matter whatsoever. Him improving, it doesn't. What he's going to do. <coughs> Excuse me. What he's going to do this offseason. And I'll tell you what he's going to do. He's going to become extremely more. Pro- he's going to be more proficient in the red zone. He's going to make sure when they go down there to score. That's exactly what they do. They're going to go down there and they're going to score. He's going to be that dude. He's I I, I don't he's I think he's going to be kind of like Lamar Jackson when it comes to red zone efficiency. And he has a better coach. He has better coaches. Maybe not with uh, John Kitna leaving, but he's going to be he's going to have better coaches overall than what he got last year. And he's going to be an overall better quarterback. And I think with Mike McCarthy, he's going to be a way better quarterback than under Jason Garrett. Think about it like this. Every facet of his team failed him. His defense, his offense, his special teams, his coaching, every his owner. Every facet of the team failed the dude. And the dude still had almost 5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns. He had almost a three to one touchdown and interception ratio. And more importantly, that Dallas Cowboys easily could have won two games that they lost this season against the Jets and against the Packers and against the Eagles. And more importantly, they could have gone on and they could have beaten the Bears and the Bills, but the coaching staff screwed that one up. Seriously, this team was so bad, and I have no idea why. Excuse me, I do know why. They just didn't show up for games. And I think what's going to happen next season, on top of Dak Prescott getting a lot better, I think that defense is going to show up and they're going to start making plays. And I think Dak Prescott is going to, like, I, I'm done trying to prove people to people what Dak Prescott is all about. I'm done. I'm not going to, if you don't believe Dak Prescott is a great quarterback and some people don't even think he's top 10, I'm like, all right, I don't, I'm done. I'm done with this horse shit. I'm done trying to prove that he's top 10. I'm done. I'm out. That's a waste of my breath. The fact of the matter is he's easily a top 10 easily. But when I look at Dak Prescott now and I look and I talked about it a little bit, I'm like, he's going to be the next He's going to be one of the top five quarterbacks in the league when it's all said and done. Easily. Like, I see Mahomes. I see Watson. I see Dak. 
Young quarterbacks, by the way. Not quarterbacks overall, but young quarterbacks. Mahomes, then Watson, then I think there's Prescott. And really, it's getting close between Deshaun and Dak. I think Lamar is is kind of right there with Dak. And I like Lamar, but I'm like, I think in the I think next season Dak is going to overtake Lamar and he's going to compete with Deshaun with that number two spot with young quarterbacks. Yes, I would take Deshaun over Lamar. Yes, because I think if if Deshaun had an offensive line, I think he would be straight. But they don't give him an offensive line, so he has to freaking run for his life and get kicked in the face and take all those hits. So guess what? He's in trouble. But. We'll see next season. We'll see next season. I'm telling you, next season we're going to look at Dak Prescott and everybody's going to lose their mind. I predicted this. I I predicted him having 30 30 total touchdowns, over 4,000 yards. Go back, go back, watch the tape. Watch them all. I know I got over 100 podcast episodes. Watch them. Watch them. Never, never frayed away from 30 touchdowns, 4,000 yards. Never frayed away from it. Because I'm like, even though his guys are dropping easy-ass passes to catch, even though his coaching staff sucks, even though the defense is playing like they're scrubs and that they are fat cats that got paid, man, oh man, is Dak Prescott balling. And he's gonna, he has no reason to stop balling because people are still down him. So thank you to everybody who makes my life so easy, so much easier. Because without every single person telling me and telling Dak Prescott that he's nothing, that he ain't gonna be nothing, I would not have the ability to gloat, laugh at their faces, and say, look at what he did last season when his offensive line, his run game, his wide receivers were dropping passes. Look at what his team did. Look at what he did specifically when his coaching staff got all wiped out. All of them got wiped out. Out, Jason Garrett is the OC of the freaking New York Giants. His entire coaching staff literally got scorched the earth. All of them are gone. Look at his defense and how badly they played all season long. And you want to try and tell me that the season's loss was on Dak Prescott? You want to try and tell me that? How about the defense gets a couple of turnovers or a couple sacks? How about that, that most paid Dallas Cowboy gets a couple sacks? All right now. Come at me, you better come at the king. Because I am the king. And when you come at the king, you better be prepared to kill. Because when I'm the king, and when I have the sniper rifle pointed at the pointing at whatever target I want, because I'm on Mount Everest. I'm the cream of the crop. I'm the best damn podcast on the entire internet. Video gaming and sporting, by the way. The best damn podcast on the entire internet. And you want to try and come at the king, you better be prepared to kill because I'm already killing folks out here. Hmm. But that's neither here nor there. And some people, they're not even worth my time. They're not even worth my damn time. They're not even worth my time And speaking of time Ladies and gentlemen It is check out time 
one time for the one time. This has been 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sporting podcast on the entire internet. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Podcast, Radio Public. Pretty much where you can find any podcast, you can find 24's podcast. We will be back, ladies and gentlemen. I have no idea. In a couple of days. I mean, it's Thursday, Tuesday. I don't know. Maybe when an interesting basketball game is going to show up. I don't know. But until my next podcast, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a fantastic day. And yes, I am back. Hopefully nothing else happens. I'm back. Until my next podcast, I hope you have a fantastic day. And I'll see you next time.